0: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good
1: morning. Good morning, my neighbor.
2: Good morning, to Good morning. Hey, hey. Music, talk,
3: inspiration, in perspective. Express
4: yourself. Good morning, my neighbor.
5: City FM, your station. City at N. 97.3
6: Conversation.
7: Welcome to Monday, November 28, 2022. Good morning, bonjour, buenos dias. This is the City Breakfast Show. Live on your dial, 97.3 FM. My name is Nathan Kwa, sitting in for Bernard Avle. It's such a pleasure bringing you the biggest breakfast in town. Grab a seat, let's have breakfast. Join us on 0549-986-996. Get to us on Twitter at City973, hashtag CityCBS. Sounds of the Tego sisters. They call this one Yedin Kunim. We are victorious, and more victories are on their way. We started with our business sense. Get to us by ADB. ADB is giving you the payday plus you have access to about ten thousand CDs or eighty percent of your next net monthly salary just to deal with those pressing needs before payday. There's no interest on repayments within thirty days and your money hits your account the same day. You can call Meredith on zero two four three two seven three three six nine or now on zero two four four two eight four one nine seven for more details. ADB truly great and more. Our business yesterday comes from Sir Winston Churchill, one of the greatest leaders of his time. He says, Success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. Success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. So we need to understand that the path to success will be littered with so many losses, so many L's, so many failures. What keeps us going is to go from one challenge to the other Without losing enthusiasm Without wanting to give up Because when you give up, you never get to the end If you are running a race and you stop halfway You never complete it But the achievement comes in getting to the end of the process Getting to the end of the line Along the way, there will be failures But the success is going from one to the other Eventually, you will get to your goal so that's our business sense for the morning. Great way to start the week. Success consists of going from failure to failure without loss of enthusiasm. That's our business sense. Probably brought to us by ADB. ADB truly a great and more. The newspaper review comes up next. We'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is the City Breakfast Show.
8: Join the conversation on The City Breakfast Show on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash city97.3 Twitter at twitter.com forward slash city973 and Instagram at instagram.com forward slash city973 with the hashtag CityCBS.
6: This is The City Breakfast Show. The city's biggest conversation. They need to win because if they don't win, That would be
0: a less chance for them to qualify for the next stage. So I expect them to win, to play the match with some kind of commitment and then win the match and move on to the next stage.
9: Well, I'm expecting them to do better than they did. Even though they were able to score, I'm just hoping they do better to even get at least a point.
7: 634 Rallying call To the Black Stars They play later today at 1pm take on South Korea Coming up next is the newspaper review Brought to us by Total Energies Three time winner Of the Petroleum Company of the Year Award given out by the CIMG These days they are in the CIMG's Hall of Fame for Petroleum and they are committed to giving you the best of products and services so you can enjoy driving your vehicle. That's the news coming from Total Energies. The segment's also brought to us by Fidelity Bank. These days, we all need cash. That's why the Fidelity Bank Boom promo is all you have to do is deposit and maintain 300 CDs in your account every month during the promo period, and you are a winner. You can win 100,000 CDs in the grand draw. Open your Fidelity account and make that deposit today. T's and C's apply. Fidelity Bank believe with us. And the newspaper review is also brought to us by Kelchaco Chaco Toothpaste. Kel Chaco Toothpaste, happy smile.
5: 636
7: welcome to the newspaper review
10: Are you see what I see? <laughs> that? good Hey, good do, I'm boy. Are <laughs> <Two Yes, laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> yes, you see that two down with the two goals?
7: <laughs> what the heck is what we get? No, no. i got? boy. Yeah. boy. Yeah. i
5: boy. Boy. boy.
7: boy.
8: boy.
10: Am boy. Tal- are you sure? To- yeah, yeah. So the two goals, the the, the the two lines, do they
7: mean Ghana two? No, they challenge. That's what it
10: is. is <laughs> it's <is>. a <laughs> road from Dubai, to Accra. Which is which? But it look Chant- nice, man. I like it. Am boy. Because so you told the uh, Baba that challenge. Yeah, yeah, two yeah. Two I'm lines.
7: Yeah,
10: yeah. This guy, this guy, MBC. We can't put anything uh, there. Can this guy put a boy there? Let's see. I have. I've just decided that always let me keep it, you know. But where will you put that boy? Where you put that boy is the issue. (laughs) You have (laughs) (laughs) the spot for that boy. In fact, because of you. Do I'll it. do ABO in general. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let me take you to the front page of the Guardian Times yep. To start with uh-huh. Gold for oil program from January 1 uh, BOG to buy 20% refined gold uh-huh. From mining companies for purchase of oil For Ghanaian markets Just born ventures into large scale rice production uh-huh. They signed a deal with the Thailand Exim Bank Uh, The vice president has also launched a $450 million multi-country credit facility. Mm. And on the Oslo Chancery building case, Norway dismisses appeal against God. Mm.
8: The Daily Graphic says this morning, gold for oil, mining firms directed to sell 20% for petroleum, this photograph of um, the Honorable Abu Napo is here on the front page. Um, also, just one partners, Thai companies for rice production, as you said much earlier. And uh, Ghana wins appeal in mm.
10: Norway case. More stories in the graphic this morning. Front page of the Chronicle newspaper says that 10 billion Ghana City U start program will lead to massive. Job creation. This is coming from uh, the finance minister, and then alleged national security operative in court over 2.7 million Ghana city gold robbery mm-hmm. at the Kutuka International Airport. And the mm-hmm. uh, Minister for Trade and Industry, Alan Chiamat, is also on the front page. He says that African leaders must champion industrialization. Mm. The
8: BNFT says this morning, additional revenue lines to raise 8 billion Ghana cities. Mm. Also, major boost for local rice production as Just signs MOUs with major rice players in Thailand. And then also on the front page this morning, Access Bank Partners DBG to grow SME Sector.
10: Mm. The new proceeding guide Has the Norway story, has the Just Bonds story as well.
8: Hey, why is the Just Bonds story all over the place like that? <laughs> That's That's right. Right. <laughs> the Republic Press says this morning NDC MPs lament government Job freeze. They are not happy About that. We'll tell mm. you more okay. about it Also, Baumia launches $450 million Multi-country project To secure Ghana's borders and then Africa needs a new strategic framework for industrialization, according to the trade and industry minister Alan Chimanteng.
10: Okay. well, just born also on the front page of the Ghanaian publisher, his rights deal makes it there. You start leading job creation also makes it. Yeah, the finder also carries the you the you start story. So that's all for me. Nathan.
8: Okay, let me take you to the Herald newspaper plot to hijack Ghana's oil field with GMPC. Acre Energy Hatched Another free money away scheme. politicians MPs, journalists and CSOs In bribery scheme Also Ofosu Ampofo rubbishes anti-Mahama tag By CEDU Nketia's supporters And then something here that says Oforiata and MPs attend post Budget workshop at home If you go to the Inquisitor, in- Inquisitor newspaper Raise for NDC chair Mosquito Futu Get grabby. <laughs> also on the front page this morning, Esla is Yama fight over chair in parliament. Really? Charlie Brothers, they fight, too. Oh. Charlie. <laughs> All right. If
7: you go online, citynewsroom.com com says Edrahini the stools chief for allegedly aiding nomadic headsmen in robbery attacks. Hmm. Government will be open to feedback on new policies in budget. That's according to Fusini Isa. Um in the World Cup, let Morocco gold seal standing wind over Belgium and government to barter gold for oil. If you go to citybusinessnews.com, they say, um, Talo Ghana committed to skills transfer. That's according to its MD. Mm-hmm. Trade surplus hits $1.87 billion in October. Mm-hmm. And government to barter gold for oil. That's coming from the vice president. If you go to myjoyonline.com, they also have... Some stories. And they start off with a, they start off on a sad note. Ghana's Cardinal Richard uh, Bauerberg dies in uh, Rome at age 63. Mm-hmm. Ophariota has learned a better lesson. Badman on calls for ministers head. And we have enough gold to exchange for oil. That's according to the Deputy Energy Minister. And BOG perxed the depreciation to dollar mm-hmm. um, at 54%. Star FM also has... Cardinal Barbary's uh, death, they ca- carry that story on the budget. Minority demands scrapping of three revenue mobilization measures a national cathedral, government to spend 80 million cities in 2023, additional 247.5 million mm-hmm. by 2026. And Professor Ebo Texan says E levy threshold should not or should have been increased, not mm-hmm. removed. Okay? okay, and if you go international, the BBC. I have a story from China. They have a live ticker which says Barriers up in Shanghai as China Covid protests spread. Mm-hmm. Okay. Shocking protests are a huge challenge for China leaders and attacks on energy grid may be genocide. That's according to uh, Ukraine, an interesting, well not interesting but uh, clashes in Brussels after Morocco beats Belgium oh. in the World Cup so blow there, blow there. Shock uh, that's what's happening right. okay. in, on the portals uh,
8: Okay, uh, I want to start with uh, some, uh, an interesting letter very yeah. very important this morning bring back PWD which is uh, Public Works Department We call it Papa Odovlo. And there's an interesting letter there that says that there is a phenomenon gradually creeping into our society, especially in the rural and peri-urban areas, and sometimes even in the major cities. It is common to see young men armed with wheelbarrows and shovels right in the middle of the roads, claiming to be undertaking road maintenance works, albeit... Uh, voluntarily, now in certain cases, their services may be commendable as one sees them fill uh, some potholes and make some of the roads more possible. Now these activities are heightened, especially during the rainy seasons. Now on most occasions, there are a, they are a source of nuisance to motorists due to the incessant demand for money, sometimes in very embarrassing manners with insults or non. Complying motorists now one, of, uh, one is tempted to, to, to ask what the district and the metropolitan municipal assemblies in these areas concerned are doing to check the activities of these people? Are they not aware of the presence of these young men, and if so, why they are allowed to continue to fix the roads in the most unprofessional manner? This is a very, very important matter for me because i 'm linking it to a trip I made to the Volta region over the weekend um, to, to bury uh, two close relations of mine who, who, who died and were buried on the same day, uh, on, on Saturday. Charlie, the very unprofessional nature of um, what do you call a rams. Mm. Charlie, some of the rams is like Chofi that they just cut it <laughs> and then put it in <laughs> the middle of the road. You understand? It is as though we do not have a public works department, department responsible for highways or, or, or roads, so that people just do their own things. Like, if you are using that road for the very first time, and you assume that it is a highway of some kind, and you You'll just want to drive. You'll be shocked. Especially at night, Charlie, you would die. Hmm. And, and we cannot continue to have that. It's important that... The people who are manning the ministry responsible for roads and highways, they have to go and remove those things. Because I don't know who, under whose leadership such a thing should
10: be done. It cannot be accepted. It cannot be. Let me take you to page 17 of the Ghanaian Times where the government... Uh, trying to come up with ways to solve the country's uh, petroleum problem and one of this is what they are calling the gold for oil program mm. okay. and uh, all our skilled mining companies in the country from January 1 next year are expected to sell 20% of all refined gold at their refineries to the Bank of Ghana mm-hmm. the purchase will be made in Ghana cities before the export of the gold mm-hmm. a statement signed and issued in Accra on Wednesday by the Minister for Lands and Natural Resources Samuel Abdelajian about the the and the Precious Minerals Marketing Company to coordinate with the large-scale mining companies to ensure compliance with the directive. Also, it noted that all licensed small-scale gold miners and community mining schemes were also to mandatorily sell their gold outputs to government Mm -hmm. through PMMC in support of the program. Quote, all small-scale gold mining licenses and community mining schemes licenses shall include a clause mandating licenses to sell their gold to the government. Perhaps we'll spend some time discussing uh, this in detail. Yeah,
8: it, it connected um, to that. Let me read a story which is in a way seeking to ensure local sufficiency in terms of the production of rice. Mm. Jospon partners Thai companies for rice production. Now, it's a news desk report, and it says that Jospon Group of Companies JGC has entered into partnership with major rice industry players for uh, in Thailand. To develop an integrated rice farming project Now the Thai companies will provide technical and equipment support For the entire rice value chain in the country With the aim of producing rice for the local and export market Now the first batch of the technical team is expected to arrive in Ghana Sometime in December And it references the minister's um, budget to parliament last week uh, Detailing how the government intends to deal with the rising um, inflation we're seeing on the food market or in the food market.
10: Let me tell you about the USTART program on mm. page three of the Chronicle newspaper. And it says that though the Minister of Finance, Kenneth to Ferrata announced in the twenty twenty three budget the intention of the government to freeze employment in the public sector, the same budget also intends to create thousands of jobs through the USTART programme, which already has a budget of ten billion Ghana cities. Mm. The Chronicle understands that a number of young Ghanaians have already benefited from the government's from the government's piloted USTART programme with a sponsorship amount of 1.9 million Ghana cities. This uh, was implemented uh, and it involved 85 young entrepreneurs. So, an eye on okay. the UStart program. And the TUC, we are told, mm-hmm. not very happy yeah. with this proposal <clears throat> to freeze. Uh, you also have a story mm-hmm. on that. Okay, whilst mm-hmm. you do the NDC, version, I'll give you the TUC. Yeah, the
8: NDC MPs in Parliament have been lamenting um, the government's decision to freeze jobs across uh, most sectors, if that's what it will be. Um, In the coming year Now concerns have been raised by The minority in parliament according to The Republic Press newspaper That uh, a freeze On public sector employment worsening the unemployment situation in the country Therefore the group has asked the government To consider the number of youths um, the risk becoming jobless against the existing unemployment situation in the country This follows the government's um, announcement of a freeze on hiring into the public and civil service okay. Effective journey 2020.
10: And the TUC also has issues with that decision on okay. page 24 of the Ghanaian Times That's the Deputy General Secretary of TUC, Joshua ansar Who says the group was not in favour of a freeze on employment in the services And took steps to prevent it by engaging the IMF When it came into the country Okay. Okay. Okay.
7: Now former MP Fuseni Issa He's called on Ghanaians to be patient With the 2023 budget And the new policies announced in them Mm -hmm. Now he believes that uh, the budget Largely meets the needs of Ghanaians But he has assured that the government Would be open to feedback on its new policies He was on the big issue over the weekend And that was when he made those comments
8: Hmm. Let me take you to um, some story on the front page of the Herald newspaper this morning. Plot to hijack Ghana's oil field with GNPC Acre Energy cooked. And the story says the Ghana National Petroleum, uh, Petroleum Corporation GNPC, is in, um, is the place to focus on, uh, as some elements within the Akufuado government um, have said, um, They are about to pull off one of the biggest scams before the nation, according to the paper, using the Norwegian oil firm, Eka Energy, as frontman. Now, it will see a renewed interest in the Peckham oil fields and uh, witness huge amounts of cash already earmarked for the deal, exchanging hands between political class members, members of parliament on both sides of the house, civil society organizations and prominent media personalities to to once again. Give their unflinching support to a deal which was earlier plagued by bribery and corruption. These are very, very serious allegations that the Herald newspaper is making today. And if anybody is interested in what's happening in the oil sector, this this, this matter has got to be investigated Mm -hmm. uh, so that we get to the bottom of it.
10: Well, uh, there's a very worrying story. It's carried by the Chronicle, also the Finder, and I think the Ghanaian Times also have a version, but I'm reading the Finder's version. On a national security Operative has been remanded over robbery, possession of arms and ammunition, mm. And it says that uh, this national security uh, operative is accused of robbing a director of 5 kilograms of gold worth 2.7 million Ghana CDs. Mm. Kelvin Prince Boachi, a.k.a. Don King, has been charged with conspiracy to commit rob- uh, crime to which robbery, robbery and possession of, unregistered, of an unregistered Bernie pistol loaded with three rounds of 9 ...MM ammunitions without authority... ...and the narration is here... ...and I'm just asking... Uh, ...they say it's an alleged national security operative... Why well, the national security people don't even really know who works there... who doesn't work there... Yeah, ...you yeah. need to confirm this... ...if you go to
7: the Ashanti region... ...this is on citynewsroom.com... ...the chief of Edra, mm-hmm. ...traditional area in the Ashanti region... ...Berima the second ...has distilled one of his sub-chiefs... Mm-hmm. ...for his alleged role in aiding some nomadic headsmen... Mm-hmm. ...in suspected armed robbery attacks in mm-hmm. the area... The chief of Meminassu Number no. 2, Nana Obri Yeboa, was distilled on Sunday, November 27, following the killing of a police constable in the community by some suspected armed robbers. Draheni Barrymore the 2nd, who moved in to um, help restore calm, called for an emergency meeting with security agencies, chiefs and residents of Meminasu Number no. 1 and 2, mm-hmm. where some robbery cases have been recorded in recent times. And at a public forum, some residents accused nomadic headsmen of being behind the recent crimes. One of the residents of Mim number no. two, while contributing to the firm, claimed he had bumped into some headsmen who laid ambush and had in their possession an A K forty seven rifle. So it goes on and on to state that the chief of the area was disturbed mm-hmm. by the adriene.
8: Okay. Let
11: me <coughs> let me take you to this story. You know, you there is this game we used to play, you know, you'll be what is it? Chess? Music, no, musical chair. Musical chair. Ah, okay. Yes, musical.
8: I'm going to call school, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> the Inquisitor has a story that says, uh, "What do you call it?" Um, Esla and Isiama have been fighting over a chair in Parliament. esyama is your, your man? Your, your, your man. Your, your, your man. Tell me. Tell what's
10: happening there.
8: The story says that there was some drama on the majority side of Parliament during the budget reading, in regard to sitting places for members of Parliament. Now, members of Parliament for the Ablikuma, the member of Parliament for the Ablikuma West constituency is and member of Parliament for Etimwa. Punya Isaac Isiyama were captured fighting over a seat in the chamber. Now, during the budget reading, ministers of state are allowed to join members of parliament in the chamber. Now, on the day of the budget reading, the Minister for Foreign Affairs sat on Isaac Kwame Isiyama's chair. Now, when Isaac Kwame Isiama entered the chamber and realized that his seat... Had been occupied by the foreign affairs minister. He moved away to sit in Eslausu's chair. Now, just when he sat on the seat, Eslausu walked into the chamber and went straight to her to, to her seat. Esla requested that Isyama vacate her seat, but he appeared to be telling Esla to find another seat. However, Esla <laughs> would not budge as she insisted that she he, the guy who was sitting in his it's chair, Shama. her chair, should get up. She successfully vacated uh, you know uh Isiama, Kim, but yeah. Isiama was captured nagging over the issue after he left
10: but yes like
8: Yeah, yeah that, that that's that's true. <laughs> but is it I, I think that there may be some
10: undercurrents, you know. You know these things sometimes I'm, I'm sure that you are, you are the man with the like <laughs> Anyway, Let me let me give you two quick stories. Oh, On page seven of the Ghanaian Times, fire guts China Mall at Wager Jam. Mm. Function. Oh. Uh That's there And then on the back page Of the mm-hmm. Guardian Times Of course is a big game Determined stars To make amends Against South Korea And uh, this is a report From John Figa And today John Has slowed down Small oh, The first the, the last to against Portugal chale, chale, Took out chale, uh, oh, no, no 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 I mean there's no doubt the, about it. The, 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 the descriptors he had
8: Oh yeah yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah, But but today We'll win Today's today We'll win We'll win We'll win, okay. we'll win. Yes. Jude I'm looking for Jude you know, I'm not wearing my usual jersey. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a very, you know, solid supporter of the Black Stars. Mm-hmm. Today, I'm not wearing jersey Jesse because Jude is to supply me one. And he's he hasn't not brought done. it yet. Oh, Judanka. Yeah, Judanka. He's not he's not brought it yet. We'll so, I'm his. waiting for it. We'll when I receive it, I'm going
10: full. You go home naked. If okay. hmm? uh-huh. it's Jude, you go home naked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys.
7: Thank you. Thank you, Godfrey. Thank you, Richard. That was a newspaper review. Coming up next is the City Business
6: News. This is the City Breakfast Show. The City's Biggest Conversation.
7: 658. Coming up next is the City Business News brought to us by Access Bank. Access Bank and Graphic Communications are partnering to bring you the Maiden SME Fair. SME Fair 2022. It's happening on uh, December 8th and 9th from 10 a.m. each day at the AMA Gardens from 10 a.m. All you have to do is just be there and you find all kinds of amazing products across several ranges and then you can buy at amazingly discounted prices. Call 0800 004400 for more info. Access bank more than banking. The City Business News is also brought to us by Goyle. Goyle is making things easy. You can use mobile money to pay for your floor purchases every time. Just get to your nearest station and do that. Um, go, on good energy, go. Yeah, yeah, And the city business you also brought to us by by Enterprise Life and MTN. All uh, right, let's get into the latest from the world of business. Michael Ubudu is here.
3: Hello and welcome to the breakfast edition of City Business News, proudly brought to you by MTN Goel, Enterprise Life, your advantage, access, bank, modern banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. Coming up... The Institute of Economic Affairs projects an increase in the policy rate to 26.5% as the Monetary Policy Committee of the Bank of Ghana sets to announce the new rate later today. Also, we'll bring you reactions to aspects of the 2023 budget with tax consultant Dr. Alex Parbin calling for the scrapping of the electronic transfer levy. <music> My name is Michael Obudu and to our first story, the Institute of Economic Affairs, IEA, is forecasting an increase in the policy rates by 200 basis points to 26.5%. The institute's projection comes as the Monetary Policy Committee of the Bank of Ghana is expected to make major pronouncements on its assessment of the Ghanaian economy today. A statement issued by the IEA notes that the forecasted hike is due to the widening gap between inflation and the policy rate, which has compelled commercial banks to seek funds from the central banks at at much cheaper rates while lending to government at higher tariffs. It further noted that the increase in the prime rate may necessary to reassure the markets of the bank's strong commitment to fighting inflation now away from that the government after much anticipation presented the 2023 budget in parliament detailing its expenditure and revenue plans for the coming year tax consultant dr alexan pubbing has been providing perspectives on some of the government's proposed domestic revenue mobilization strategies in the following report With Ghana's bond ratings on the international market hovering around junk status, raising funds outside the country has become almost impossible or practically too expensive. So the available alternative is to look inwards at domestic revenue options that can help the government meet its budget expenditure as it works towards an International Monetary Fund IMF bailout program. Some of such policies were introduced in the budget for next year as part of a revenue mobilization effort. Value-added tax, for instance, was increased in the budget from 12.5% to 15%. Benchmark discount policy is expected to be fully phased out in 2023 and an additional income tax bracket of 35% is expected to be introduced. The electronic transfer levy was also reduced to 1% from an earlier 1.5%, but with the removal of a daily threshold Of 100 Ghana cities. The levy has failed largely to raise expected revenue since its introduction earlier this year, with calls from players like the Ghana Chamber of Telecommunications for a reduction in the rate to 0.1%. Tax consultant Dr. Alexand Parbin shares his thoughts on some of these introductions in the 2023 budget
12: who is going to employ the graduates from 2023 general? that's the conversation i think government should have taken a critical look at it and rather introduce business friendly policies over this difficult time and additional vat on top i really do think additional vat is wrong at this time and there's there's no justification for it at the point where the country is almost or at recession the last thing we want to do is to introduce a VAT to crypto businesses there was a 35% increment or introduction of additional tax band of 35% this is something i personally have been advocating for so i am very happy it has come to me on the revenue side this to me remains the strongest and welcoming news
3: commenting on the proposed review of the electronic transfer levy Dr Ampa believes It marginalizes the poor and must be scrapped, especially based on its revenue performance so far.
12: I think the 1% definitely, I don't see that being too far away from the 1.5. But generally, if I was in the shoes of the finance minister, I would have scrapped the 11 and rather look for more creative ways of generating revenue.
3: That was tax consultant Dr. Alexa Pabing ending that report. Meanwhile, a development economist at the University of Ghana, Dr. Ijapoma Jake dakon has described the moves by government to cut down on its expenditure as cosmetic. She believes government's expenditure cuts as captured in the 2023 budget are not drastic enough given the fact that the country is still in talks with the International Monetary Fund.
13: This was an interesting budget. Um, I expected so much from this budget, but my expectations, in a way, were cut short. Um, I expected so much from um, the expenditure side, given our debt levels, and um, let's say, so to speak, our debt to GDP ratio at, at this point, and given the fact that IMF is actually asking us to get that to a sustainable level, oh. I expected to see very drastic move from the finance um, minister to cut down um, expenditure. Um, But I think that this is a thing. So I expected the expenditure to be cut by bigger people. And I expected the moves to also be very drastic. Um, The moves that we have seen in a way um, are more cosmetic. In my opinion, are too cosmetic. For example, if you say that you are going to be reducing um, the fuel that government officials use, you are going to reduce it by 50%. But for example, if they consume about um, 1,000 gallons in a month and reduce it by 50%, they are consuming about 5 gallons. I mean, to what extent is this different from what a typical public servant um, would be using?
3: That was a development economist at the University of Ghana, Dr. Ejapoma Jake Dako. Now, away from that, latest figures from the Bank of Ghana indicates that Ghana's total balance of trade recorded a surplus of almost 2 billion Ghana cities in the first 10 months of the year. This, according to the central bank's summary of economic and financial data, is equivalent to about 2.8 percent of gross domestic product (GDP). The surplus recorded is higher than the about one billion Ghana one billion dollars recorded during the same period in 2021. There is more in the following news desk report.
14: New figures from the Bank of Ghana indicates that ghana's total balance of trade recorded a surplus of 1.87 billion dollars in the first ten months of the year. This, according to the central bank's summary of economic and financial data, is higher than the one billion dollars recorded during the same period in 2021 The figures which summarize ghana's economic activities for the year ending october 2022 indicate that the country received fourteen point three billion dollars from an export in October 2022 compared to the estimated $12.4 billion it spent on importing goods for the same period. The data shows that both total exports and total imports went up by 17.8% year-on-year and 11.79% year-on-year respectively. The Bank of Ghana data also reveals that gold dominated the total value of exports, recording $5.3 billion in October this year, up from the $4.8 billion recorded in September. Oil followed suit with $4.6 billion worth of exports in the same month under review. However, on account of lower prices and low cocoa purchases, cocoa receipts declined to $1.7 billion in October 2022 compared to the $2.4 billion recorded in October 2021. According to the report, non-oil exports were estimated at $8.5 billion, while oil imports accounted for $3.9 billion for the month of October 2022. Commenting on the data, economist and lead research at GCB Capital, Karaj Boti, noted that the increase in the trade balance can be attributed to the increase in the price of crude oil on the world market and the increase in gold production in the country.
15: It is largely due to the output effect when you look at gold and cocoa. Um, I do not have the absolute volumes, but given that prices have declined year on year, and then the import/export receipts on gold and cocoa have rather increased compared to the previous year, then of course you could say that um, uh, it has been the output effect that has driven gold from 4.2 billion last year to now 5.3 billion over 1.1 billion increment in receipt on gold it's largely driven by the output effect it means we will produce more gold for the period than we have given that prices have declined on the market year on year but if you look at cocoa export we have moved from October last year from 2.4 billion to now a decline of 1.78 almost 1.8 billion
3: that was economist and lead researcher with DCB Capital Carriage Booty, ending that report by Netili Neti. Now on the interbank foreign exchange market where banks trained amongst themselves, the dollar remained unchanged and is selling at 13 CDs 11 pesos. The British pound gained 5 pesos and is selling at 15 CDs 79 pesos. The euro lost one peso and is selling at 13 cds 64 pesos. However, at some forex bureaus, the dollar is selling at 14 cds 90 pesos. The British pound is selling at 17 cds 50 pesos, and the euro is selling at 15 cds 30 pesos. Let's now join Gideon and of Data Bank for the latest updates on the stock market.
16: Last week, the stock market is closed on a positive note, led by gains in two stocks. The Ghana Stock Exchange's Composite Index increased by 56 basis points week on week, reducing the year to date loss to 11.69%. Likewise, the databank Stock Index advanced 48 basis points week on week, narrowing the year to date loss to 13.29%. Benz Royal Palm Plantation led the gainers for the week, increasing by 69% to 76%, while Trust Bank Gambia moved up by 8% to 76%. West. Conversely, Geneva, Ghana lost 53 perswares to force the 78 perswares, while SIC Insurance shared one perswa to take one persu. This week, based on the bets and offers outstanding, we forecast oil Palm Plantation to make more gains. Total energies and well are expected to decline this week due to selling pressures.
3: That was Gideon Amuniche of Data Bank, And that does it for the breakfast edition of City Business News. Proudly brought to you by MTN Goal, Enterprise Life, Your Advantage, Access Bank, Modern Banking, and powered by your most comprehensive business news website, citybusinessnews.com. My name is Michael Lubudu. Thank you for listening. Do have a good business day. And as always, please stay safe.
6: This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation. Mm-hmm.
7: Coming up next is Kickoff. Kickoff is the latest from the world of sports. Probably brought to us by Lecheho. Have you updated your records with Lecheho? Remember that the the Bank of Ghana is saying that the Ghana Card is now the only accepted ID for all financial transactions. So go to a nearest Lecheho branch and update your records with your Ghana Card. So you are served faster and better. You can also send a WhatsApp message to 574 65 or you can call 0302-20833. The Cheho Let's Improve Lives. Alright, let's get into kickoff. Daniel Cranning is ready to give you the latest from the world of sports.
0: Hello, good morning. It's time for kickoff here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Daniel Kranting. In the headlines, Ghana's black stars face South Korea in their second group game at the FIFA World Cup. Knowing defeat will knock them out of the competition, and Morocco stand 2018 semi is Belgium to boost their qualification chances. <laughs> start off with the FIFA World Cup and yesterday saw Group E and Group F action. In Group E, Japan, they were shocked by one goal to nil against Costa Rica. Nicolas Falkrook's goal cancelled out. Alvaro Morata's opener as Spain and Germany uh, played a 1-1 draw. In Group F, Morocco, uh, from goals from Roman Sass and Zakaria Abdukar. they beat Belgium by two goals to nil. Let's now hear from Belgian head coach Roberto Martinez after his size defeat.
4: It's more... Uh, A mindset. I don't think it's a lack of quality. I don't think it's a technical aspect. I thought we played a lot better on the ball today than we did against Canada and we got in in really, really beneficial positions. Then that next pass was missing. That um, link-up was missing. Uh, In the final third, we couldn't find that spare man. And I I do think that is because we played with a fear of of losing. It's, it's, It's It's difficult to see because in the last six years we are a team that we always find opportunities to score. We scored goals in uh, almost, I think it's 50 games consecutively apart from the Holland game and and now that we uh, we never find the back of the net. And it comes through the responsibility that the players, they work so hard for each other off the ball and then on the ball I don't see that enjoyment and that's what we need to work. Belgium
0: head coach Roberto Martinez speaking there. Let's now hear from Morocco forward Hakim Ziyech. He picked up the Man of the Match award.
4: Slowly going down, and uh, you know, uh, so I think it's an amazing evening for all of us, and then you know, trying to uh, relax and enjoy it a bit now. Yeah, we always believed in it. We know our quality, we know we are a strong team, and uh, I think since the moment we've been here in Qatar, I think we, we always believed in what we, what we could do, and then I think today we showed it as well.
0: That was Morocco forward Hakim Ziyech speaking the elsewhere Croatia. They were 4-1 winners over Canada. Later today, Ghana's Black Stars will face South Korea in their second group game at the FIFA World Cup. Knowing defeat will knock them out of the competition. City Sports editor Benjamin Ketia is in Qatar and he has come through with this report.
17: Following Ghana's controversial 3-2 defeat to Portugal in the opening game of Group H, the Black Stars are all set to take on South Korea in their second group game of the ongoing Qatar 2022 World Cup. The team held its final training session at the Aspire Park with Otoado having a clean bill of health and also um, insisting that the hunger and intensity the players have been training with has made it extremely difficult for him to pick a side now, as far as team news goes, there's a good chance that Brighton and Hove Albion right fullback Tariq Lamte will get a longer run out in the game than he did against Portugal in attack. There's also a chance that Antoine Semenyo will possibly be giving a run out in what might be a shake up in the final third. If you get to the players themselves, they say that um, there's no pressure going into this game, despite losing their first encounter, that they are poised and they. Um, have been helping each other to settle as they get into this particular encounter. When you talk about team news from the Korean side, um, South Korea head coach Paul Bento says that star defender Kim Ming-jae will be a late-game decision on whether he gets to play or not. Wan-hee Chang, however, has been ruled out entirely from this particular encounter. From Doha, Benjamin Nketiah reporting for City News. Now,
0: City Sports editor Benjamin Nketiah with that report, Black Stars head coach Otoado says Ghanaians should expect a passionate Black Stars against South Korea later today in the World Cup match. Ghana faces a must-win encounter against the Koreans in their second group game after defeat to Portugal last Thursday. A win will boost the Black Stars' chances of advancing to the last 16.
7: What I can see, we see a passionate team. You know, we will see the same passion which they showed the last game. And this I'm 100% sure is a big stage and um, everybody's hungry to play. Um, training good, making, making it difficult for me to make decisions and really, really looks good. And uh, they will show it, I'm sure. I know that there was a lot of criticism, but because we make mistakes and it's uh, a little bit funny sometimes that, um, let's say people are going on Baba Rahman, for example. Oh, he made a mistake, but they forgot about that he also... Um, Credit our two goals you know so, <laughs> um, so people like to pick this and that but I think in all it was very very good and um, yeah um, um, the boys did well and uh, hope that uh, we do it again and that it will be rewarded at the end
0: That was Black Stars head coach Otuado speaking there Ghana defender Daniel Amate has been speaking about the positives the team picked up after their first game against Portugal
12: We have to go with uh, our plan, like a uh, coach told us, so we we'll go with the plan, and I think uh, it worked for us. But in the game, things can change. Uh, first half was good. And second half, I think uh, we open up, so and uh, we get more chances to go forward. But uh, I think we we'll learn and uh, we move forward. Yes, our supporters, uh, the support is good, and I know tomorrow they are going to do the same.
0: That was Black Stars defender Danny Amati speaking there. Staying on the Black Stars, let's now hear from fullback Tariq Lamte on his expectations in today's game against South Korea.
4: I think there were positives from the last game that we have to build upon. uh, We've been training well and working tightly together as a group and listening to what the coach has to say. And we're looking to to bring that out in the next game and we're confident we can get a positive result. Obviously, you watched a lot of videos of them and you know some players from playing against them. So, yeah, we, we know about them. Every team in this competition is a good team and you respect them. But um, if we work hard and we, we keep progressing well like we're doing, we, we hopefully we get a good result.
0: You had Black Stars right full back. Tariq Lamptey speaking there. Now, Ghana ex-Ghana president, uh, His Excellency John Dramani Mahama to City Sport he expects the Black Stars to build up on their performance from the first game.
11: We still have Uruguay and Korea to play. And um, I'm sure... It takes Ghana some time to settle. There's still hope. We've warmed ourselves into the competition, and so we'll see how it goes. The boys have talent, and so this is a black star for the future, for now and for the future. So let's give them all our support, and uh, I'm sure they'll go far. I've seen some new players in there who play fantastic football, and so we, we have great potential.
0: You have former President John Dramani Mahama speaking to city sports. Some local football fans have also been speaking to city sports ahead of today's game between Ghana and South Korea.
1: Oh, I expect them
0: to win because they lost their first match. You know, they need to win because if they don't win, there will be a less chance for them to qualify for the next stage. So I expect them to win. So play the match with some kind of commitment and then win the match and move on to the next stage
11: Oh, me I'm win
9: well I'm expecting them to do better than they did even though they were able to score I'm just hoping they do better to even get at least a point, a point. Mm-hmm.
3: but you know getting a point means we, we are still not doing our best because we already have zero and getting a one point at least you have to win the match
9: I know winning the match would be the best but then to give us hope we at home to give us hope at least a point will do for us I feel um, in the last match, Otoado, um shouldn't have substituted the um, captain because he he scored the first goal for us. And we, after scoring the first goal, we not even finished regulating and then he substituted him. So that caused a downfall. And I'm just hoping he makes his he plays his cards well so that we can at least win the game on Monday tomorrow.
11: Mm. Ghana, we went two goals to because go I have confidence for Ghana team because um, the Ghana and the, uh, the team, what do you call it? Um, Portugal. Portugal um, oh, the game that the, the guys play is nice. I like the game, but uh, some difference there is about uh, the difference where they I uh, like um, our Mikifides are nah, no good. So, next time, if we touch the Mikifides well and we can play better, I think Ghana will score tomorrow.
0: You heard the thoughts of some local football fans ahead of the Black Stars' game against South Korea later today. Moving on, before we go, and Brazil head coach Chich says a high number of fouls on Neymar has to be stopped after the forward was injured in their opening group game against Serbia. Neymar appeared to be in tears on the bench after being substituted in the 80th minute with a sprained ankle. The 30-year-old was on the receiving end of a heavy tackle from Nikola Milankovic in the 2-0 win last Thursday. Since his first World Cup back in 2014, Neymar has been fouled 53 times in the competition, at least 11 more than any other player. Neymar will not play in Brazil's remaining group games, but Chich says that he's confident that the PSG forward will feature again in the World Cup. That brings an end to kickoff here on 97.3 City FM. My name is Daniel Cranting. For more sports news, visit CitysportsOnline.com. Kickoff was brought to you by La
6: This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
18: Pain. Loneliness, such a day, way. one day, it would drive me insane. Me who send me a moody mudah, now my heart is in pain. No amount of champagne, don't cover this pain. take a whiskey, 12 shots, making wishes to my father. Crying and thinking and wishing, I go forget this thing. I mean, forget his name. Kissing on my finger, wishing I am wearing his ring. If you know, be glamour with some character. My character, go accept anything. Even if it be copper set, I need a man. Make a show him I be proper chef. Even if he'd be copper safe, I need a man. Make a show him I'd be proper chef. Text.
5: Keep her the gates of wisdom. Please let me in. Mm-hmm. Keep her the gates of wisdom. Please let me
19: in. i me di to be in the house where in the house.
5: Come
19: I I need someone to come.
5: For
12: me to hold it down. Yeah, me I a
5: And I me daring so yeah or this one you don't
7: 734 so listening to the city breakfast show with the text message thoughts and comments are welcome on the number zero five4 nine nine eight six nine96 accept anything even if it be proper I need a
18: man make a show I be proper chef even if it be copper self I need a birthday
7: message is coming in proper chef. This one says Michelle Victoria Boudou of K Billy Claire International School wishes her first ever teacher, Miss Autry, a blissful birthday. Thank you so much for your love and care, Miss Autry. Please enjoy your day to the fullest. <laughs>
5: All messages
7: are welcome on 0549 Now make life simple on the go. Pay the easy way with the Zenith card, online or in store. Pay the easy way with the Zenith card, and you can pay for your Facebook ads, Netflix, iTunes, Amazon subscription, do all of that. Use a Zenith card, or using a Zenith card gives you the opportunity to enjoy discounts, experience safe, secure, and convenient card transactions. Think payments, think Zenith. Zenith Bank in your best interest. Now in this day and age Where rent charges Are going through the roof And finding accommodation Is a major wahala Ugo Flip is here To make the home ownership Journey realistic Fun and more affordable Than you can imagine Ugo Flip is a real estate Gaming company That rewards houses As prizes In three easy steps Log on to UgoFlip.com Register with your Phone number or email address And buy as many tickets As possible if you, know with some carrots, my carrots. you can win a house At Pram Pram Or weekly game prizes Or one of the Many consolation prizes Now with Ugo win big game even if you don't win the ultimate prize the man make a you get rewarded with loyalty points equivalent to $3 a ticket and these points when accumulated may be used as a down payment towards buying your next home with us or with other affiliated property developers Now, clean water and decent toilets are a human right. Yet, yeah, 256 million people in West Africa. Yes, 256 million. That's 64% do not have access to a proper toilet. World leaders have signed up to a set of global goals that guarantee these basics. And the clock is ticking. With your help, we can hashtag change the score on decent toilets for all. Follow Water Aid Ghana and Water Aid West Africa on social media for more updates on how to... Support this campaign. Don't forget to tweet and post with the hashtag #ChangeTheScore.
2: And this is in GTV gives you five percent discount when you make a bulk purchase of fifty or more fabrics for your organization, your church, your employees, or your clubs. So call Beatrice on zero two zero four three eight nine six zero five. So if you want to get that cloth for your 30 end of Christmas <laughs> event, or you want to do labor union cloth. 204 to enjoy your deal today and while your stakeholders is in so you can actually call Beatrice and say look I want a nice cloth to add to the hamper for the Christmas uh-huh. Uh-huh. so GTV your lifestyle
20: mm.
2: and it's the end of year and planning has already started for the festivities your shopping list is long but what shorty cash? Well, SG Ghana is here to sort you out. Spend 500 cities or more when shopping for friends and loved ones and receive an attractive cash back reward. Simply pay for your shopping with your SG Ghana Visa card at your favorite shop and get an attractive cash back reward for even more shopping. Start shopping today. Call 302 214 That's 302 214 if you are not a customer, sign up now and get a card. Remember, with Societe General Ghana, the future is you. Terms and conditions
10: apply. A
7: few birthday messages. This one says, today is my lovely brother's birthday. Jomeku Eli, wishing him the very best in his new age. That's from uh, your sister. That's from his sister, Jomeku Yaira Ama, at Odoko. This one says kindly wish Linda Doreen Ashong, aka Lin Shong a happy birthday from my colleagues at SNIT Community 2 branch. Have a good day. This one says, I'd like to send a belated birthday wish to Lucy, aka Mamalu of Ghana College of Physicians and Surgeons. May the good Lord bless your heart. That's coming from Ruby. All messages are welcome on 549 Monday 28th, November, the last Monday of November.
2: You know, yeah. it, it looks like everything that starts with F is suffering in twenty twenty two. <laughs> everything, I don't know. Explained. So, you know, 2022, we have fuel challenge. You mm-hmm. buy one gallon of diesel for almost 20 cities. Mm-hmm. In fact, it was 23 yeah. and came down. So, we had a, a major fuel crisis globally. Mm-hmm. Now, we have a financial crisis as well because, as you know, haircut, barbershop, shop, Kuma, and all those things. <laughs> so, you're not we are really sure but I punk. You know, Tokyo there was a haircut called flat top. Or Tokyo Joe. Is it Tokyo Joe or Tokyo Joe? <laughs> One of them. <laughs> <laughs> back bush. The, the haircut that I don't understand is backbush. Back, back. <laughs> People look in front of your face. Why do you do backbush? bush? Those <laughs> no, who we were born in the eighties, please help me. <laughs> they, they, they add a little bit of Jerry cans <laughs> No, but the sporty ba- no, The back bush, you know. <laughs> is it like the big <laughs> finish? But but seriously, so we had a, we had a, uh, a fuel crisis. Uh-huh. All right. B- which was triggered by an exchange rate challenge. So we can call it the Forex crisis. Uh-huh. Forex. We don't have enough Forex. So the month of October, the currency depreciated by significant percentages, right? Then you have... So the Forex led to a fewer crisis. Then because of the uncertainties around the so-called haircut, you have a finance issue. A lot of banks challenged with liquidity for some of the fund management companies who were cashing out. So you have a finance issue. Mm-hmm. Now, prior to that, you had a fertilizer problem. Where the price of fertilizer, because of Ukraine, Russia, and also because of the forex issue, had escalated, I mean, over 40%, in some cases, over 100%. Mm -hmm. So farmers, Mm -hmm. another Uh, F, farmers were struggling to get fertilizer Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at a good price. So you have a fewer prices, you have a forex crisis, you have a finance crisis, Mm -hmm. you have a fertilizer crisis. Mm-hmm. All right, now I've been finished though. The farming suffered. Yes, now here you are with a food issue mm-hmm. because once there's a, a farming challenge, there's a food crisis. Because food, like I know people who want to buy a lot of rice and save, you know, um, we usually would give people rice for Christmas mm-hmm. and things. Now people are trying to make sure they have the rice to eat first. Mm-hmm. I have people who are saying to me that we will not get rice next year mm-hmm. because the rice didn't dry early and all of those issues. Mm-hmm. Okay, and I don't know if you read the story this morning about rice. It was a rice story. Yeah. Just one yeah. rice, mm-hmm. something, something. Yeah. Now, Saturday, Daily Graphic Weekend, the lab has the story, mm-hmm. fish crisis. Mm-hmm. At, tell me why. Fish crisis at the I'm not going to go in the full step, but basically she's saying that only four out of 76 commercial fishing vessels are functional. So from forex to fuel to food, to finance mm-hmm. to fertilizer, mm-hmm. to farmers, mm-hmm. now you' are fish
5: fish mm-hmm. I
2: mean, <laughs> I mean.
8: And, and you know Bernard, I mean I, I think it 's important alive. we look at the story more closely because it 's coming at a time where we were told last week that even egg production is suffering, and the cost of egg mm-hmm. and the affordability of the same becoming an issue, and if you look at the fact that we require a lot or good amounts of protein Mm -hmm. to grow our kids. Mm -hmm. And because many people are increasingly getting in trouble trying to afford the same, Mm -hmm. it becomes an issue. Um, So what kinds of food are we feeding our, our children? And I'm just looking at statistics. That, um, statistics of yeah yeah stat- the statistics this uh, uh you know a globally respected website that you know documents mm-hmm. what's happening in countries mm-hmm. now if you look at marine and inland fish production in Ghana between 2014 and 2018 we are told that the numbers have been looking really bad for us over the last few years mm-hmm. now um this is published by Doris Dokua Sasu uh, mm-hmm. on the uh, you know November 30 2021 mm-hmm. and it says that over 294,000 metric tons of marine fish were produced mm-hmm. in Ghana in 2018. Okay. As of the same year, inland fish mm-hmm. production reached around 73.6 thousand metric tons. Mm-hmm. Now, both sources of fish production decreased over the previous years. Mm. Now, if you look at the numbers, um, they, they tell you that in 2018, so we had uh,
20: 294,240.
8: That is marine, by inland it was seventy three thousand six hundred six hundred and twenty eight in two thousand and seventeen we have three hundred forty two thousand four hundred and twenty seven that that was marine and then inland was seventy six thousand seven hundred so both marine and inland fish exactly are having challenges. yeah are having challenges so the, there is a, a, a steady decrease mm-hmm. Over the years, yeah. in terms of how much we are producing. And Bernard, let's not, com- let, let's not forget that mm-hmm. there is a role being played by Galamse in this particular space. For the inland side particularly. Exactly. Because many of, of, of the folks who do fishing inland rely on the water bodies that we have in in, in, in in Ghana yeah. and yeah. and the fear is that if we take that towards the Volta Lake mm-hmm. it will create its own devastating effect so really don't get there yeah exactly so it's it's a major issue that we have to look at because mm-hmm. fish is it, I mean when I went to the Volta region over the weekend fish,
5: you, fish yeah no you
11: yeah. Didn't tell me. Uh, and, and uh, no 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 you brought I'm no, I'm you go not you not tell
2: me. you not tell me <laughs> you, you wanted to eat tilapia soup
8: mm-hmm. so, you know but even that, can,
2: there, there's a certain specialty the anglers do eh? uh-huh. they do bangku with tilapia like soup thank you oh my, <laughs> oh, oh my
8: god
5: and you will sprinkle some for
8: Oh my rice. lord
2: Al- alongside some bread basically so when you went what was the issue with the fish
8: no, no so you see they have given a, a large lagoon that we used to fish in
20: mm-hmm.
8: to some foreign company that is using it to produce salt. Oh, so now they have migrated from fish to salt. Yeah, so they, my, my information is that they are pumping seawater into Back the basin mm-hmm. to now do salt. To now, you know, win salt. Maybe they are the employing people. No, you see, that that's the issue. That's the issue. They may employ one or two people But it undermines, it destroys the economic base and life of the people because Mm. what we were into when we were in in, in that 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 part of town Mm. was fishing from the lagoon Mm -hmm.
2: and then also the sea. So you are using that as an example of the challenge that different industries are posing to fishing.
8: Exactly. So the mining,
2: Mm -hmm. the salt issue, Mm -hmm. some people is real estate. Mm -hmm. All of that is affecting fish. I wanted Nathan to give us the highlights of oh, the, the story program. that the lad did, and then we can check mm. there.
7: So, so, I mean, if, if, if you go through mm. the story, mm. it says that the effect of everything that's happening is that fish harvesting at the Tema fish harbor fell by 50% February this year. Wow. Okay? Mm-hmm. Now, recording 2,650 tons, as against the January production of 5,383 tons. That's, right? a,
2: that's a big decline. That's a big
7: decline mm-hmm. now. Since May this year, mm-hmm. the fishing harbor has not equaled the January record with industrial vessels accounting for between 3,900 and 4,100 tons of fish. Mm-hmm. What is going on? Okay, now this the crisis has led dealers to increase the importation of fish. Ah, yes. Ghana. No. Oh. Okay, thereby increasing the cost in the local retail markets. Now, some fish brokers and sellers. Who participated in a Daily Graphic survey revealed that they had been using truck services oh. to cart fish, oh. mostly from Cote d'Ivoire and Sierra oh. Leone, oh. to supplement frozen imports packed in large cold stores at the harbour. Mm. Now the trawl sector, which is used to license demersal fishes, groupers, threadfin, demersal, Dime- d- okay,
2: demersal, yeah. okay, thank you, demersal. They are pelagics, yes, some names okay. like that,
7: yeah. Now, have over the years been under scrutiny of allegations on the use of wrong gear... Yes, please. ...to harvest surface level and juvenile fishes, mm-hmm. which is passed on to psycho-traders. Yes, psycho. 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 Psycho, traders. psycho. That is uh, persons involved in... Which is illegal. illegal because
2: yes. fish of a certain age are not to be harvested. They are to be allowed to grow naturally. But there are people who are killing them young. So, it's a major issue. Only four of the vessels are working. Yep. Now, fish is a major source of protein, mm-hmm. particularly for the poor, because meat is more expensive. Mm-hmm. So, I, I'm sure there are people who, who have more information about this who can give us mm. further insights. Yes,
7: let's speak, uh, let's speak to Richard Ni Niamar Amafio. He's secretary of the Ghana Tuna Association. Ghana Tuna Association. I did know their example. So, the
2: tuna is... Much more deep sea, Stucky. but still, I'm sure he has an overview yeah. of the situation. Let's let's oh speak. no, I, I,
8: he's a clear voice in that. Oh, oh no, 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 When you wake
2: him up at midnight, everything.
7: Let's continue Good morning, welcome to the City Breakfast Show.
11: Good morning, sir. I'm no longer the
2: Secretary of the Ghanaian Okay. We, we, we don't uh, you're <laughs> you're, the
7: Thank you for joining us. We are reading something quite troubling from the weekend edition of the Daily Graphic, saying that fishing vessels aren't working. A lot of the vessels are not functioning. and only four out of only four out of seventy six commercial fishing fishing vessels. Are functional. I mean, wh- what do you know of this and what can you tell us about the current state and whether or, and, and whether or not we are facing a crisis when it comes to fish production in Ghana?
11: I, I think we are already facing a crisis. It's not because of the state of our vessels. We are facing a lot of fish crisis because our padanala uh, stocks, the small pelagic, uh, are in a sharp decline. They are near collapse. So this time you don't hear people say uh, as they used to say. Because we don't have a lot of them. Um, Yes, it's true that we don't have a lot of our 12 vessels uh, licensed to fish, due to a number of factors. Uh, One of it being that uh, after the incident of Comfort One, Comfort One, Comfort One or Two, the Maritime Authority has stepped up its um, survey activities and ensuring that all the vessels are safe and seaworthy. And so we, they are taking the players through a lot of routines to ensure that they present vessels that are uh, actually seaworthy. That is one. Uh, the other factor has to do with the cost of fishing because uh, right through January, February, some vessels are challenging because fuel is a major component of the operational cost of all vessels. And so uh, some vessels are unable to meet the high rise in fuel prices. Uh, we we use marine gasoline, and so the high rise in fuel prices uh, is becoming a challenge to a lot of the operators. So when they are not able to buy fuel, it means that they are unable to to fish. And then the the third uh, bit has to do with the current econ- economic situation that we face because uh, the exchange rate is going up, and you know all our we import almost all our input. And so we, we are faced with crisis because the, the current situation is not favorable. So these threat factors, we even pay our, uh, our, our licensees and everything pegged to the dollar. So the, the, the raise and prices keep going up. it, it increases operational costs. And for the trawlers, uh, they also have to now modify their net in order to avoid catching small pelagic which they normally would give out as psycho uh, fish, which had been banned. And so with the modification of the net, uh, which was not piloted, some of the vessels are scared that they may go buy for go fishing and not make much. So these are some of the factors. And because they have also modified the net and is under a ministerial directive, all the vessels would need to meet that requirement of the net so those that have not been able to meet the requirement yet, are, are not licensed to fish. So these are the factors that have contributed to the uh, number of vessels that are unable to fish. Okay. Besides, some of the vessels are also deflagging. They are they are trying to take on other national flags, so they don't operate under Ghana flag anymore. They operate under some other national flags. So we we need to get all the dust to settle know exactly where we are, how many vessels we would have uh, operating under Ghana flag, and how many vessels would be able to storm the weather and continue to fish.
7: Mm. If you if you could say draw a timeline, if you could go back in time, can you can you tell us when some of these challenges started to emerge, you know, and and, and how we got into this point where we are we are at a crisis. Four out of seventy six vessels are only functioning.
11: Well. um, like I said, from January, some of the vessels were not able to buy fuel because then you had the issue of the fuel prices going up. So the, the challenge started from there. Then uh, by June, there was a directive that after the close season in August, uh, from September 1st, all the vessels will have to use a new net design, which was intended to reduce the harvesting of small pelagic, or what we call the uh, and the, and the um, mackerel so that uh, once the new design came it was not actually piloted so the okay. piloting was supposed to be done by the fishing vessels and the design and the dimensions came in a village. so all the vessels would now have to modify their net to meet that design just around that time we had the incident with Comfort Comforter 1 where the vessels tank. So Maritime Authority now needed to step up their survey to ensure that all the vessels, both Troll and Tuna, meet the required minimum safety standards. And once that came up, it means that things would have to be done some other way to ensure that any vessel that flies Ghana flag meets those required safety standards. And that also means you could not get your your your, your safety certificate from the Maritime Authority, which is, which is a prerequisite to the acquisition of a fishing license. So once you don't have your safety certificate because you, meet, you do not meet the F standard, uh, you cannot also qualify to have your fishing license. Meanwhile, mm-hmm. you also need to modify your net to meet the new requirements that have been set by the Fishes Commission. Okay. So uh, we are expecting that by 31st December. And of course, around this time, when you pay your quarterly license, which is very high, you may not be able to even fish for uh, half a quarter. So it would not be prudent for you to pay your quarterly license. All licenses will terminate on 31st December. Okay. So from first January we'll actually have a clearer picture as to which the number of vessels that will be able to fish in the coming year. So that's the situation we
7: are faced with. All right, Richard. Two final questions. One, what what policy change do you think is needed to to save the fishing industry and turn things round? And then finally, uh, based on everything you've said, will we get fish to to consume this this Christmas?
11: Of course, we we will get uh, fish. We still have a lot of tuna in our waters. We just need to change our taste a bit to have more t- to to start consuming a lot more of tuna but uh that that is on the lighter note okay um, when it, when it comes to the issue of policy, uh, I think that we have everything wrong because you see we, we we are thinking about management, what we should be thinking about is restoration because we when you have a, a sector that is basically collapsing, what you, you need to think about is how to bring it back, how to restore it. So the agenda should be restoration of our fishes. And restoration of our fishes is not exclusive. It's inclusive of the fishing environment, your water bodies, all the water bodies, including the inland water bodies where we've allowed Galapia to destroy them, our brackish water. We need to change our mentality towards um, construction. You can continue to construct drains and channel them into natural water bodies. We need to look at our waste management because plastics are all over in our oceans. How do we ensure so it is. It is not a, a, a specific sector challenge. It is a national crisis that we are facing with the fishing sector. So we need a policy that is directed at addressing this problem that we have as a nation, and ensure that our, our fisheries are restored and, re, and rebound. Into we, we have basically been relying on imported fish. In this okay. case, it is Christmas, but we would have to continue to, to deal with the imported fish. And we'll have to, to live with imported fish for a long time until we decide as a country that no, we can't do this anymore. We need to, to look toward the direction of restoring everything that has to do with our fish's resources. And that the plan is no longer about managing what it's already destroyed but it should be towards restoration that that to me I think is the way to go
7: okay Rishla thank you so so much for your time can I just run by us uh, your new designation and your new association so we can
11: no it's not a new association you see the National Fish Association of uh, Ghana uh, is the umbrella body okay. of all the various fish associations okay. so, so the Ghanaian Association is under the National Fish okay. Association
7: and, and what's your designation so? with the association
11: I'm the acting secretary of the National Fish Association of Ghana okay. we are in the process of uh, reforming it and making it a more, res- more responsive association to call okay. the needs.
7: okay alright thank you so so much that was Rich Tani Amar Amarfield, acting secretary of the National Fisheries Association <laughs> so yeah we can add another F to the I, long I, list I
2: think we should just talk about football because <laughs> no, <laughs> <really> no, no, <laughs> hopefully
7: that doesn't <laughs> but but hopefully look, that doesn't look, get into
2: look we have the whole Voter League mm-hmm. and then you have a great coastline mm-hmm. which is very long, mm-hmm. from keta to elubo. Mm-hmm. Why should you be importing fish? It's not fish? from keta, it's actually from... No, no, it's not uh, from keta, Aflau. from flower to elubo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why should you be importing fish? It doesn't make sense. Let's talk about football, because it, me, if you want to do this fish, it, you, it's Monday. No, no it's <laughs> yeah, Monday. Let's talk about, about human song and party. Yeah, well, you see, better we'll do that. My atizigi. <laughs> atizigi.
8: does <laughs> this fish matter, Charlie. No, 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 it's it's so depressing. Happening. I know it's depressing, see, but you see... Challenge. It puts so many jobs... Hey, more, hey Yeah, that's right. It puts so many jobs okay. on the line because, mm. l- look, to be very frank with you, if you take fish hmm. out of the equation, sky wouldn't be sitting in front of you. Oh, is that... Are you that No, no, no. That, yeah, that's right because my mother comes from Seva,
20: okay, which is
8: an island in the belly of the Anglo. Enclave. Okay, you you understand. So you have a Nyaku, a Tiavi, and all these and a Keta, all okay, these okay. Zaji, all these communities around it. Mm-hmm. But it is an you know an island. Mm-hmm. Then I uh, my father side is from Adafianu, mm-hmm. yeah, which, <laughs> sure <laughs> which is also you about six. I took a photograph. I'll show you. I need it. Which is also is a coastal community, mm-hmm. and also has a vast you know lagoon. Mm. Seated just behind it. So you have the sea here, mm-hmm. the a uh, uh, strip of land in between mm-hmm. where the people live, mm-hmm. and then you have the, the lagoon. So fishing is it, it is like it's in our blood, is it who we are. The lifestyle. Exactly. And and my mother sold fish all these years in the market fresh, and sell or dry. Exactly. No no so you sell the, the dry one okay. and the smoked one you know the names of the fishes. Yeah, that's right. You know, you can. I can mention yeah. them. Pala. Pala is there. You know, Salomo is there. Togo is there. Akpatugi, Yes, know, You know, the, you, know Abobi, yes. you know Pochi. Yes, please. You know, <laughs> all these. You know, you know, they are all there. So, all these years, you know, back in the village, I will go before I go to school. I will go to the market because sometimes they imported the fish from outside. The region, mm-hmm. so yeah, yeah. Cape Coast and these other yeah. communities, mm-hmm. depending on the, 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 the season, the, the season, season yeah. and then Tema, the Tema fishing hub. Mm-hmm. They normally will smoke the fish or dry it, then they will bring it all the way to the Deno market. Good, we'll go there in the morning, offload it from the vehicle, mm-hmm. and then we'll head port it to the market. Okay, and my mom. Together with the, 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 the relations will sell it okay. to people who come from and all the so mother our... will sell as a wholesaler, sort of. yes yeah, yeah, sort of because normally the owners come with it but they know the economics ah. of it in the market. So the trading what how you then give do... it to the retailers. The retailers. So they come from Togo, Benin, Nigeria wow. in some cases to buy it from there. But we do the head porting to the market itself, pay ticket to the local assembly, and then, then we sell it there. So you learn how so fish uh, is created in that market. They open it, how much is it? They start from a high price, reduce it gradually, and then, you know, they they, they sell it. So that was, so was how fish paid your school fees. Is fish paid my school fees. So anything about it affects because, you know, if you were hungry and you didn't have protein, you go to the sea. You get You get fish. fish. Otherwise, you go to the lagoon. So do you know how to fish? Yes, you can pull the rope. Yeah, look, pulling the rope. This is the seaside. You pull that. Then you also have the Uh, um, uh, uh, what do you call it? Ha, nadoka, which is like I don't know how to call it. Set a trap. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a trap It's a it's trap, trap. So, yeah, 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 yeah. It's a trap It's a trap You know, we use broomstick s- to make it mm-hmm. So you put it in the water There's, there's a whole scale around it you. Then, there's the, you know, you, you, you trap the fish mm-hmm. So it goes inside, it cannot come out That's one way oh. Or you go and do the, uh, what do you call it Avedufu ave the, the, the,
2: the hook The, the hook, hook
8: one That's that one. also another side to it yeah. Then there's something also known as tekali which and
2: you sit and listen. You. <laughs> can you <trap> the fish? <laughs> if I my name, if I tell you my name, you it? <laughs> yeah, tekali. Tekali, it's you trap. have a long
8: rope. Yes. Two people are pulling it. Yeah, man. Then you have, um, you know, some handkerchief behind it. <laughs> but yes. the rope is fairly heavy. So when you are pulling it in the Keta Lagoon, yes, please. the fishes somehow get rattled. So they start burying their heads. Uh. Then you have about thirty hundred or you know two hundred people behind the rope. Picking the fish as you pull it, so this, this is, pull this is it a from. trap. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's right. So they bury their heads in, in and then the you just farm. collect it. You just pick it up, and then you have a pake. Tupac is where
2: you know you, <laughs> you, you have a bottle and you are No trapping. Trapping. No, what is the uh, fish, uh, fish? Fish <laughs>
5: <It's>
2: fish. Physiology. <laughs> So let's finish the, uh, the tech- because I want to enter this aqua yeah. yeah. too
7: business <laughs> <laughs> social media trends comes up next and is brought to us by Calbank Calbank can say whatever you're doing black Friday cyber Monday just use the Calbank card and you're good to go shop and shop and shop till you drop send an email customercare at calbank.net or call them to 30800 500 500 Calbank forward together And Vodafone is also bringing us the segment, and they are asking if you have not yet registered your SIM card, then by the 30th of November it will be inactive. Don't fall into that group. Just dial star 400 hash to check your biometric capture. If it says no, visit any Vodafone retail centre to have your uh, registration completed. Don't wait until you're disconnected. Complete your registration now to avoid any inconvenience. Ghanda thing is back. He's got the segment for us this morning. Nathan. Yep. Do you know what an Ongo is? OG. Yeah. OG.
0: Yeah. Today. <laughs> if it will take an ungu for us to get three points, I like.
8: <laughs> no how, no how. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Ongo. By thunder, by fire.
0: By fire, by force. <laughs> <laughs> the three points is by force. <laughs> it
5: will yeah, happen.
0: Black is trending. <laughs> giddy, giddy, giddy. Like people are hot oh. because if you lose today we are out if we lose today we are out so charlie black stars is training otwadu is training people are warning otwadu they say today if there was ever a day you have to be perfect it is today be perfect get that three points for us otwadu and the technical Uh-oh. tip
20: oh
0: or oh, when you come back it will sack you
10: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know any long thing we'll suck you Saki. the man, he's leaving after the World Cup, so he's, he's sucking. him so Sef-
0: just to feel se- good about se- yourself. Seventy fifth minute, <laughs> <laughs> if we see we are losing, we'll suck him. Seventy, he should leave there.
20: <laughs>
0: Messi is also trending. Yeah, Saturday, Argentina win, garnet soup, <laughs> but Lionel Messi, the guy is a problem. <laughs> <laughs> it's a problem. You, you can't hate Lionel Messi. <laughs> see, Saturday I was watching the game. I said, God. If this guy finishes football, <laughs> this guy and the other
8: one, <laughs> if it, ooh, we watch again. This is delight.
0: Genius, One touch, pa a simple.
8: Ochoa
11: no This
0: is like no message we are no, talking no, about. No. <laughs> ah, he's the goat's goat. Lion or Messi? No, 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 no.
8: no. Throw a crowd hey. of players. Oh, I'm
0: telling you. See, <laughs> did you, did you?
8: I ahead?
5: is that he's the Goat's Goat. 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 Hey. The Goat so
8: of the country. So, you, I'm I mean, not
0: you? Is i Have admitted? Oh, what's is I? the Goat's Goat's
5: Goat. <laughs> ah, okay. <you laughs> <like laughs> hey. But Messi no, is Goat. No, actually,
0: too much. He's too much, he's too much. I can't. Blacko is in the trends. Okay. Oh. Blacko! Black Sherry. 2022, 20, It's hey. This is here. Hey, they should wrap it and give it to him. <laughs> Black He's all over. Yeah, yeah. I'm
8: telling you, yeah. he's on
0: Stormzy's new album. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. The title yeah. of the album is This Is What, this I, what I Mean. What
8: I oh, man. Mean. I mean, he's on the track,
0: Stormzy. This Is What I Mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
8: But, but you know, the, the one that I feel, you know, that's that's on, on it for me right now <laughs> is the one he did with uh Sarkody, you know, Countryside. 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 I mean, there's something about that. That, you know, Charlie, you're having a long-distance drive. Yeah, you're playing. Charlie, you just,
0: thing, you know. You know. It's, it's, no. the, it's the way he entered the
20: track.
5: Oh, oh man. Oh. He
0: dropped the way he just... Oh, no,
5: no. killer. No, no. <laughs> he's,
0: he's, <different,
20: laughs>
0: he's different, Charlie. U.S. They've banned the sale and import of new communication equipment from five Chinese companies, including Huawei, ZTE, Amid made concerns over national security. Hey, serious.
8: This is a serious matter. Yeah. If you are in the
0: U.S., you can buy a Huawei ZTE phone.
8: Trade Finish. war. Lock yeah. them. Pa. Yeah. Trade serious. war.
0: It was coming. Yeah, I mean. It yeah. was always coming. Mm-hmm. But this is the first time that they've taken such a serious move. Mm-hmm. We don't know how long it will be, but we know that for now, um, these products are banned. In the U.S. In the U.S.
7: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Great. That was and Social Media Trends brought to us by CalBank and Vodafone.
6: This is the City Breakfast Show, the city's biggest conversation.
18: International fisherman, and this is our letter to the government.
0: don't
7: listen to the city back for sure, your comments are welcome on 0549-986-996. And remember today at 9am, we'll give you the November serving of Tech Monday. Well, it yes, uh, is a platform for edtech entrepreneurs, education stakeholders, and government reps Isha. to facilitate critical conversations on the use of technology for teaching and learning. Edtech Monday built on the foundations of the f- built on the foundations Young Africa Work Strategy in Ghana, a, with is. a vision of harnessing opportunities to shape the future. We, we, of work and to create an inclusive economy with enhanced resilience for young people and the most vulnerable, especially women, by 2023. Now, it's an initiative of the Mastercard Foundation's Regional Centre for Innovative Teaching and Learning in ICT. So, Mastercard Foundation has partnered with Mest Africa to bring you a Tech Monday airing on the last Monday of every month. And the last Monday of November is today. So, at 9am, we'll be live on this show. On Facebook Live, City 97.3 FM, or Mest Africa's Facebook page. Join us then. Later today, the Black Stars are also playing at 1pm. So it's a very hectic day.
2: It's the only F that we we don't have a problem yet. Forex, finance, fuel, fertilizer, food, fish. Maoli said, the way all these problems are going, families have a problem. (laughs) If you don't have Forex, you don't have finance, you don't have fuel, you don't have food. You're done. You're Sorry, done. But to in 2023, we have to pray. In fact, we have to live by faith. Because, you know, when I listen to the budget, what I'm hearing is that next year it's going to be tight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. As, as my, my former boss used to say, he mm-hmm. said to be tight like monkey butters. <laughs> 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 because he said to be hard, <laughs> <laughs> hard like <Yeah>. monkey
5: butters. It's all right, Johnny. It's <Johnny, laughs>
2: is <laughs> said the just shall leave by feet. I'm zero. Sky, if you can't buy fuel, yeah, your food is going to be scarce. Mm-hmm. Farmers don't have fertilizer to plant mm-hmm. your money in the bank. I'm not sure what's happening. Mm-hmm. You know, not foreign currency yeah. and fish that you used to do, uh, this thing, lie soup to drink that one too. You don't get, yeah, 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 yeah. only football and feet. Yeah, that's right. That's the only two things that we we'll just take organized. <laughs> People are like, this Is this
7: true? Uh, we'll go to some the comments, uh, Sky. Like, you're telling us.
2: About the fish, <laughs> yes, like so, the fishes, so, fishes, your fish matter. Yes, so 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 I was saying that. So the other
8: was the what do you call it, the Tupake, mm-hmm. where you use bottle. There's a way of
2: cutting it. You understand mm-hmm. to trap fish. Because guys, see all these things you are saying mm-hmm. is part of the problem. You <laughs> see, we have not modernized our fishing. So people bring big trawlers, they bring big money, and they push that out. Whilst I agree that fishing, fishing is a fish lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If you don't add technology and know how to what you do. You remember, remain poor. You see, that's... In our r- government, all they do is they give poor premix. They can't do this, get votes. Mm-hmm. Instead of finding a way to mm-hmm. help... Us, it's like farming. Mm-hmm. You can't be using and cutlass and feed the nation. You see, my, It's the same thing. I agree they with you. The canoe fishing and things. Tell if some big vessel comes... 30 staff With all the machines they no, will outfish you, you see? So we have to f- We have to also be Open to change I agree with that you That this is your Method you are doing With all these Gamow and things To <laughs> get fish No
6: way
2: No no he's The he's fish he's that you were Seven years old You are doing uh-huh. You are now 30 Now you are still Fishing with no, Gamow Hold on brother. I'm saying that In you are even For <laughs> brother,
8: I am saying that Let's Let's assume that mm. There is A problem mm. And indeed There is a problem and deal with it, which is what I am trying to deal with. Mm -hmm. So what was the situation previously? We were using all of these methods Mm -hmm. to get fish to the market.
5: Mm
20: -hmm.
8: Now we are intervening with all kinds of policy and lack of policy, which is even killing what we were sending to the market in the first place. Mm -hmm. Imagine if we were even using the old ways of getting fish to the market Mm -hmm. and making sure that at least some get rich there. Now we can't even find the fish in the water because someone thought that it was wise to give a whole wetland which the locals relied on for fish mm-hmm. to someone to do sea, uh, what do you call it, salt winning. Again, we also have in the system people who are doing galamse. Lack of regulation, lack of intervention from central government and local governments have resulted in decimation of many of our water, and I, I, I dare say the majority of our water bodies. So inland fishing has gone down.
2: Do you understand? Probably that? apart from the Volta.
8: Yeah, yeah, because that's the only thing that yeah, appears to be left now. Yeah. But you see, the Volta is also. By by, the
2: Pra, the uh-huh. Densu, the all the Birim, all of them have been de- damaged by God. I'm saying we not get any fishing anymore.
8: A, and you see, the danger is that all of these. The tributaries we have, like these water bodies across the country, Mm -hmm. they feed at some point into the Volta Lake Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to a large extent. So that if increasingly all of Uh, them, you know, get so polluted that they die out, what happens to the Volta Lake? Electricity will get hit, and then the fish we have in there too will be seriously devastated. You know, so yes, it's a good thing we should go commercial, Mm -hmm. which means that we can have the Volta Lake, which is about one and a half hours from. Accra, mm-hmm. depending on, you know, where you are passing and how fast you are driving, mm-hmm. sitting there and we do not have massive commercial scale, you know, fish farming, mm-hmm. which is, we are, we are producing enough to feed the
2: whole of Ghana. Serious. How should, why should we be importing tilapia? I can understand. To feed the people of Ghana. And the other problem is that if you are not importing tilapia from China, Chinese are coming to do tilapia in your vote. Yes. It means that, like, what can you do? Like, what, what is, is it that, do we need deliverance? Like, what is our problem? China- we can't even harvest our own fish. Catfish! We can't, catfish. Even, we can't even produce no, our own vessels. Yes!
7: We are buying from...
2: The, we need, we and need Korean time. vessels to teach us how to fish. our development is a major issue. Oh. That's why I say, let's talk about football for today. Because if you want to mm-hmm. deal with this matter... It, it, you know, it, madam... It's, it's sad. You know, I'm trying to tie it
8: into the, the, the job situation. Because already, mm-hmm. if people are losing jobs... Look, when I went to my hometown... Boys are just home. Charlie, uh, like it's heartbreaking. You uh, go to school. No, Bernard, it is not just about. You see,
20: nobody,
8: nobody, a do not have I feel you,
2: oh, one, You understand? Something has to be in your stomach, boy, yeah. and do it. Exactly. So, <laughs> food, is bas- <laughs> is bas- food is basic. Yes. Okay, we are giving you uh, uh, this thing, one hot meal a day. Like. What is in okay. the. the we, are you, we are giving you a food feeding program now. You have to chase the fish inside. No, no, we, you see, we have made fierce so now you don't have an excuse, you have to go to school and we'll give you food in school. No, 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 you see, so we have solved your problem. No, 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 it's not, it's not working the way it has got to work,
5: really. You,
8: yes,
2: because look, when you went to what did you see?
8: Look, Charlie, you can see poverty written on the faces of friends, relations, you know, and and you see that the situation is so bad that it was it was it was it was worsened by the closure of the border. Yeah, because so the, my the economy view, was
2: decimated. Exactly.
8: A mm-hmm. lot of the economic yeah, activity there relied yeah, yeah, on the yeah, opening of yeah, the border. Yeah, People yeah, came from Nigeria, yeah, Benin and Togo to yeah, yeah.
20: buy.
2: Yeah, you understand? Yeah. And by closing the border for two, three years or so yeah. as it was, they built so the economy. economy and the spillover into Denou and all those places has the, gone. The
8: economy out. is dead.
2: Yeah. And you have taken their their, their 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 water from them,
8: the lagoon away from them. How are the people going to pay school fees in the first place? So they are, they are, it's all manner of things that are operating but on their mind. But is fishing
2: the only thing they can do? can they do like farming?
8: Yeah, so they do uh,
2: backyard farming or
8: gardening. You know, it's not... Not large-scale. Yeah, uh, within that economy, you can call it large-scale farming, but it's not really no, large-scale farming. Yes. So, sustain they, for you. yeah, that's right. They grow tomatoes, they grow uh, shallot, shallot, you know, uh, onions, all kinds of, you know, spinach mm. and all of these things. So, that is how, one way of going, mm. you know, getting them jobs. So, if you take this away, mm. and we say that employment into the public sector We are restricting it. We are going to kill so many people. We are going to kill so many people. So, as you are saying, let's think about modernization. Getting into the space with modern ways of doing things in the farming and the fishing sector. But while we do that, let's also ensure that people are not... They don't take what is their livelihood away from them because yeah. if you go to Adafia, no, Agoko, Adina, hmm. you know Anyangui, all of these pla- places,
2: and you have taken fishing away from I'm them. That is a very very serious matter. And the mm-hmm. too, the, a lot of them too are young and they have to then get pregnant and exactly so you find cycles of poverty being repeated yes. in fishing communities, teenage pregnancy. Yes. Yeah, that is a really depressing situation honestly it speaking and is. I'm sure some of the comments would testify to that mm.
7: Mm. zero
5: five four nine nine
7: eight
5: mm.
0: six nine nine six. Mm-hmm.
7: Hey, no, no. I'll go through some of the uh, messages. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. This one says, Ghana is a funny country. We lock the sea for months to prevent our fishermen from working in the name of rep- replenishing the sea mm-hmm. while Chinese shoreless scoop everything away. He mm-hmm. says, are we serious at all?
2: I'm not even sure we have control of our fish. Um, mm. What's the name of our? our I, don't know, I don't know how I have control of our water. Because, I mean, you'll be there, then EU will give you some boats to, to patrol, to check for pirates. Ch- they Ch- say, so, so you can't even police your own water. Can you imagine? So what would you take the money to do?
7: Hmm. All right, this one says
2: it's sad. No money? Money. money to do anything.
7: Uh, this one says like, are too good uh, by giving the breakdown of fishing activities. That's coming from
10: believe
8: in Adafian. Yeah, that'd be my
10: town. Proper <laughs> man, <laughs> believe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> coming so.
7: from dancing One is saying Forex fuel, food, fertilizer, fish. Why are our problems today all starting with an F?
10: Because
2: we are getting F. <laughs> F we, failed. we are getting we F, are F are in everything.
7: Question Aqua is asking Is there any single industry that has been well managed? Mm. Okay, um, another message this one says the Volta River is already under threat. The mm-hmm. vessel was recently prospecting Ayy! for minerals on the Volta disguised um, as a dredging machine. I think Ayy! they have to be chased away by the community and some stakeholders. Hey, are you
2: sure? Give us the details, please send us more information through the back door. It's <laughs> a serious
10: issue. Ayy!
7: Yeah. Wow. So yeah. those are some messages coming in on zero five four nine nine eight six nine nine six. So what is So what, what, did, what was the, the conclusion
10: fission? on the fishing? My, 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 my conclusion on the fishing is that it's quite obvious the ministry has struggled to deal with the fishing issue hmm. the past decade or so. Mm-hmm. No improvements have come. They've struggled to deal with cycle. Same, same problems. Um, look clue, I think sometime last year, early this year, if I'm not mistaken, she, can, she listens to the show, she can just send in the information. Actually did a report mm-hmm. uh, on the sheer number of fishing trawlers that were working in Ghana mm-hmm. that were actually not Ghanaian because you know yes. there's a law yes that mm-hmm. deals with those. But yes. you go and check they are registered to So work a Ghanaian there. or partner yes in name and then is there a Chinese, Korean Yes. And whatever. then and then they were mm-hmm. also some of these trawlers were also engaged in unsustainable ways of yes. fishing. Psychobe number one. Psychobe number one. And all these things alongside and effects, the climate change and all mm. those things. Mm-hmm. I've also come in mm-hmm. to really, really worry us along the coast. Mm. The it's not just a Ghanaian problem. Senegal has the same problem mm. that we're talking about. Benin, Sierra Leone, all of them along oh, West Africa. Yes, and the, the fishing stock has been heavily exploited. Depleted, yes. Uh, you know, uh, and they, they really need to find something. But I also think that perhaps we also need to take a look at Uh, some of the agreements we have Mm -hmm. because most of the time we we end up having these conversations and Mm. Mm. it turns out that we've signed something somewhere that allows somebody to come and fish here Exactly, (laughs) and you can't do anything you can only watch them as they fish Mm. if you talk you lose some benefit somewhere or, some, okay. highly connected or some highly connected person in one of the trollers, Trolleyes somewhere. So, that would have See, been so we really need our ministry to be up and doing yeah. on this particular matter. Like you said, it's not just a matter of pre-mix. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the document and that even looks at the fact that if you're looking at the industrial fleet that operates this site, the Eastern Atlantic, for instance, mm-hmm. illegal fishing here reaches 37%. The global average is 18%. So we are double, the global we are double the global average. And now most of the fleets here belong to the EU, countries, China, <laughs> Russia, Taiwan, Korea. The same. Do you know why? Because we cannot police our our, our so, what, so what can we do? Yeah, but most of, them, most of them will tell you that they have agreements. But we need to scrutinize those agreements better. Yeah, you see, n- normally you may have agreement on paper as to how far you, you can, can fish. fish. You
8: can enforce it, uh, but we cannot and enforce because, it. So they I can the
2: story where they put in the Ghanaian Times that the EU has given us a boat to police our <laughs> our, our coastal <laughs> waters against a boat, and they we we'll go and cut salt to receive the boat? You know, so it's a serious matter. <laughs> the, 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 the fish thing—it's not just fish. You see, even with our minerals, yes, the average revenue we get from our minerals compared to Botswana, Botswana gets at least sixty percent. Mm-hmm. Of the value of diamonds, Diamonds. Nigeria gets about fifty-seven percent. Ghana gets less than twenty percent. So our ineffective institutions and our lazy implementation
10: of policy. You see, and then here, here, here. What is causing us all this? The the big problem here is if you look at the last article, she looks at the export numbers, Mm -hmm. sorry, the import numbers, two hundred million dollars worth, and and now we have a fish crisis at the harbor. Only four of seventy-six. This is a time where we are supposed to reduce our importation. There's no fish. Mm-hmm. So, certainly, what do we do? We're we have important. to bring... Maybe we have
2: to send Fred back to the coast, sky. We have to. To, yeah, go yeah, and to go and talk to your people like yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, that's right.
8: Because, look, if we destroy this, look but at the numbers ourselves. along the entire coast. Yeah. And then no, because
2: election is coming to become an election issue. Yes. Then they'll vote. Then they'll do the same thing to oh. them too. No, actually... So, let's talk about black stars, right? Well, because this fish thing is no, <laughs> depressing me. You no, <laughs> haven't eating fish in a i You are
7: eating fish in a. But you eat fish on a regular. No, me, I
2: like uh, this in dry fish. The one that is chasing still. <laughs> 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 the one, the fish that is chasing still. When you need to do like <laughs> mm-hmm. or, which one is that? Or gearbox, you mean? No, the or fish? I mean, I don't know the name. Yeah, right. yeah, it's like the last way they add this thing like young Chimanukwe. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The <laughs> <that, laughs> they <laughs> <it. And they laughs> some of the other dry fish uh, uh, Amani. Yeah, they put that to hey, the That's to right. smoke yes and <laughs> they boil the something they use cocoa and they boil it <laughs> into, tea. into the tea <laughs> <laughs> it just revive you <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's powerful <laughs> <laughs> if your child is not strong <laughs> do tea menu <maneuver> for him <laughs> <laughs>
7: that's it 0549986996 coming up next is your money the one is brought to you by CBG. Yeah, CBG is saying we stand with you. The best things in life are free. I right, has the segment for us this morning.
2: This morning, I want to just explain a controversial expression that has become <laughs> very common among investors. It's called mark mm-hmm. to market. Yeah, okay. So, before mark to market, when you put money in an investment, whether that with EDC, Data Bank, Estambique or Fidelity, in terms of this, um, uh, they call them fund management companies, the money will be held to maturity. That's what they would do. So you give them 10,000 CDs, you buy whatever. They will hold the amount and then at maturity, you get what accrues. So when you want to exit, you will be advised to wait till the 10, whether it's three months, six months, nine months, or a year, or whatever. Now, we mark to market because market conditions have deteriorated. When interest rates rise, the value of your investment also falls. So the price of the, the bond that you bought comes down. So, if you want to exit before maturity, in fact, if you want to exit even at maturity, they calculate now your mark-to-market value is discounted based on the value at which the price of the asset has come down. So, you notice that you are going to earn less around this period. So, a couple so of things. if you
7: decide to withdraw?
2: because so a couple of things. Mm-hmm. Always read the fine print before you get into an investment and ask whether they are using hold-to-maturity or mark-to-market. Of course, SEC is now saying they should all do mark-to-market. Number two, it's always better when there's panic to wait because Because when you draw now, you may lose unless you need it urgently for which you have to remove it. But I'm sure the SEC has more information on this. So, the key point is that now all your investments will be marked to market. So, you must understand the market conditions before you withdraw your money. If the market conditions are not good and you withdraw, you lose. The market conditions are great, your mark to market value will be great.
7: That's a tip for us this morning. Very insightful, very educated. That was your money Your money brought to you by CBG CBG We stand with you
6: This is the City Breakfast Show The city's biggest conversation Teachers are suffering
16: Teacher trainees are suffering Nurses are suffering And nursing trainees are suffering Patients are suffering Students are suffering Traders are suffering Pensioners are suffering Drivers are suffering Contractors are suffering Civil servants are suffering and farmers are suffering. Fishermen are suffering and industries are suffering. Artisans are suffering and Kayaye are suffering. The disabled are suffering and men are suffering. Women are suffering and children and Ghanaians as a whole are suffering. (laughs)
7: Welcome back. 840. It's the city breakfast show. Your comments are welcome on 0549-986-996. Now the all new Ghana Pay Mobile Money Service app is here. Just download it from the App Store or the Play Store. Can also register by dialing star seven zero seven hash, or by visiting any branch of your selected bank to activate your wallet. Ghana pay transaction via free. You only pay eleven. Ghana pay your money your way. If you're hustling under the sun, if you're tired and thirsty, if you need quick refreshment to go with your meals, you need to reach out and grab a Coca Cola. Find Coke Zero Fanta Sprite in a 300ml returnable glass bottle at 2 CD50 pesos. If you want the 300ml plastic bottle, it's selling at 3 CD50 pesos. And your favorite Coke Classic is selling at 3 CD50 pesos for the 300ml plastic bottle. So, whatever it is you're doing, make Coca Cola a part of that moment. Coke Row Refreshment for all occasions. Coca Cola Zero Sugar, you need to try it first.
2: Meanwhile, RT Homes is a real estate company with various properties located at Oyarifa, Ayim Mensa, Oyibi, and other preferred locations. We have available two and three-bedroom homes at Oyibi behind Valley View University for sale in a gated community. Now, locate us at Oyarefa Ghana Flag. Call us on 0244692857 or 0246102514. You can also go to rthomeplannerscom at yahoo.com and if you want to uh, emigrate into Canada Askia Immigration Consulting will give you the right information personal advice and authorized representation in all your immigration matters for Canada visit askiaimmigration.com for free consultation we are a regulated firm located at one airport square airport city Accra Adjacent to Holiday Inn Hotel, you may call us on zero five zero six zero one two two eight nine or zero two four one three one eight eight nine zero or email welcome at askiaimmigration You can also follow us on social media Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at askia immigration. We are the joy of greatness for your journey to Canada the Ghana Revenue Authority is informing the public that effective 1st October, if you wish to apply for tax clearance, you should do so online at www.taxpayersportal.com or download the Ghana Taxpayer App on Google Play Store or the App Store. Applicants who visit our Taxpayer Service Center will be assisted by officers of the authority to apply. You're also required to indicate your PIN. Uh, of the institution that is requesting the certificate you may also call us to a free 0800 or WhatsApp zero five five two nine nine zero triple zero. That zero five five two nine nine zero triple zero, or go online info at dr.gov.gh for more information
7: and I said at nine a.m. we've got the, the November edition of Etech Monday. So stay tuned. But for those who didn't know, at one PM the Black Stars will play. The Black Stars are playing in their second World Cup game to take on South Korea. Hmm. That Sun Hyon means South Korea.
2: Kim, Kim, Kim. Everybody Kim. About five players in that team are called Kim. <laughs> hey, what is that? Uh, South so it's Kim, like Moon, South, and South Korea, their main names are Moon, Moon. Kim, One. No, no, Moon and Kim. There's three, they Park. The three popular one, South one. Korean names are Kim, Park and Moon. Yeah, they have one, two of them also. Charlie, <laughs> seriously. So from Kim to Kim. To yeah. king, back to, to king, king. <laughs> <laughs> and then to moon. <laughs> Charlie, banky moon. Meta, Are we winning today?
7: Oh, wow, that's that's a tough question. Because if we don't know go, we are. I don't ask. think we are winning. I don't know. I, oh, about any of you? Are we asking? Okay, wait. Yeah.
2: We, okay, what is okay. your what is your what is your realistic expectation for the game?
7: A draw. A draw.
2: Think, yeah. we, we, we will be alive with a draw.
7: Yes, you are still well, alive. with but, but, but the point is that, that means you have to beat Uruguay. But out. you have to beat somebody by I at mean, some you have to beat somebody to want to progress. That kind of thing.
2: So but a draw will not be the end of the world.
7: No, it won't be at all.
2: But a loss will be.
7: A loss will be. A loss will Two be. Two losses you are out, really.
2: So we have to avoid defeat. We have to. Do you think they will approach it the same way they did the Portugal game oh. where they they contain the Portuguese for the first fifteen minutes and then decided to sort of
7: I after think, the penalty uh, they said Charlie I, I think they will play with with the brakes a bit off. You think I, so? I think they will still be a, a bit more disciplined. I think they will still be disciplined at the base, but mm. we should expect the team to be a bit more expansive because they are in a situation where you need a win. So will
2: you say that the, the, the team he picked in the first half against Portugal was a conservative Defensive minded team, yes,
7: because that was really the plan. The plan was to always stay alive against Portugal, mm-hmm. possibly come out of it with something, mm-hmm. and then the, the, build from the, there.
2: The so, from so the he it and it almost worked until it, the penalty, yes,
7: until the penalty, and, and then we equalized the me, substitution.
2: Yeah, yeah. Also, didn't so that means that the, the, will, the, will the team change. That,
7: those, 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 that's the info we are picking up. It is likely we'll see some changes, and those changes, if they should happen will tell us that the coach wants to get the win. Okay, out. so
2: let me go back to the list we used and i ask you where you think the change will be wrong Because the people we started with for the first game,
7: mm-hmm.
2: uh, so this game was Thursday? Yeah, Thursday. So we had Atizigi in goal. Mm-hmm. Do you think you maintain Atiziki? Yes,
7: Atizigi stays.
2: And then he did a uh, back three of Amate, Jiku and Salisu. Is... So remember you told me that it was a very risky thing to do, to do the three-five-two. But that's what he did. Yeah. So he did the Amate Jiku Salish. Will
10: you repeat that? Uto is proving hard to predict. Mm. Yeah, but um, I he might go for a traditional flat 4 to deal with what Nathan has said. Uh, and also some of the indications you're picking up that he wants to be a bit more attacking. So if it has a back 4, what does it that is, mean? It means then you might see your Tariq, Tariq Lamte, Lamte coming in. Right back. Yes, because he's more attack-minded. Mm-hmm. You know, then you might see Baba Raman stay or Gideon, depending on what he has. So it means one of the
2: center backs will drop. Yes, it could be Jiku or
10: uh, Amate. Yes, Salisu definitely stays. <laughs> yes, Salute because stay he gives the natural left yes. balance.
2: Yes. yes, so he may do Raman. Raman had a decent game. Yeah, he was quite good. He had, a, he had a, an assist as well. Yeah. So you do Raman and then he will probably drop Jiku
6: mm. or, or Amate, Giku.
7: or, or um, still maintain the back battery. battery and then play. Tariq and Gideon. Tariq and Gideon. Gideon is
2: more offensive. Very offensive, offensive. Who will do the middle three then? If he
10: does that... I I don't think he'll change Partey and Samet. Samet had a good
2: game. Samet had a a good game. So Partey and Samet,
10: would they be DMs in this case? So Salis is uh, expected to do defensive work and then Partey is supposed to do more breaking the line work as well as defensive work.
2: So then who will be the...
10: So in this formation you're doing... The third midfielder will be who? <laughs> That's where they. You are. You are. That is if you are sticking with the back the back line you are talking about. If we go a flat four, I would uh, bring in an additional winger, not a central midfielder. I'll bring in either of Kamaldeen or Osman Bukhari who scored. You want somebody who Jordan. can
2: run. Who can? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah since, you are,
10: since since you, you want are, you want you, you want, want, want to go after the point. After the would place? you replace Dede with Jordan? No, you will still keep the day. I've told you. I mean, I don't drop the day for my blasters line.
2: Yeah, the day has talismanic. <laughs> you know
10: where he scored? Oh, it was almost like I knew I was going to score. Yeah, I me, mean, I don't drop who the day for my. You, don't, he's, you he's your no, no, no. Keep him on. His legs are gone. Take him on. Your talisman. Yeah, yeah, but keep him on. If his legs are gone, I'm not saying he gets tired. He's a good luck charm. He's not a good luck charm. He just knows. If, he, he knows. He does what you ask him to do. <laughs> get me a goal. You will get you a goal. <laughs> you do something. <laughs> <laughs> he would do something. You want a penalty one? He, he get go to and dive. He will get it for you.
2: Something will happen. Wow. So let's go through this again. You are not sure if you do a back three or a flat back four, but yeah. you're saying that Salisu Salis will stay, Certainly. whatever yeah. formation he does, yeah. and uh, he he may do Babar or Gidomensa depending on whether he's doing yeah, a back, three,
10: back three or flat four.
2: Mm-hmm. You see from the substitution that he will bring uh, Tariq in <clears throat> for the right back. Yeah.
7: Mm. I think he will start. Time. I think he will start. Time. You're
2: also saying that he will maintain. Salis and Pate yeah, that he won't touch that now. So, the key decisions to be made is would you keep Kudus? Yeah, nobody's your, your best Kudus? player. Yeah, nobody, but yeah, no, you nobody play him. Why
10: will you play him? Well, um, either you, you shift, you know, what I'm saying in bringing an additional winger, you shift Kudus a bit to the attacking right, keep the behind the striker, Kamal Dean or Jordan or Osman Bukhari left, and then Inaki stays up front, or bring uh, you know. Yeah, that was most. But Masai will not play. Ali do no. Ali do I think Ali do also got a yellow card. He was a bit hotter than yeah. as well. So,
2: so in this your formation, Inaki stays. Andre stays.
10: Yes. Um, Kudus stays. Nobody touches Kudus. He is the best creator we have. So who are you dropping from the first game? No,
2: the, the changes I'm saying Are all from the back? Are all from the back. But you said you wanted a, a more offensive guy, like the guy who in the in the Switzerland game, who did the assist... Uh, the, the the guy who plays for
10: Ren. Kamal Dean. Kamal. That guy is really quick. Yeah, no, so I want Kamal Dean to come in on the left side. That is if we play a flat four. Uh, if you play a flat four, yes. then you put him on the left. Yes, but if I you don't play a flat, flat four, four, then you lose the Gideon Mensah. Yeah, Mensa will do that work. I, I get you. They will do that work. So if Kamal Dean... If you play a flat four, Kamal Dean gets a shot on the left side.
7: With with who on the right? <clears throat>
10: No, you, you, you shift move Kudus. So move Kudus to the right. Yeah, you shift Kudus to the right with space to rule
2: The way Please. Korea play, would it be better to, to be, attack minded or to
10: contain like Portugal? And today, today, I think we should be patient. patient? Yeah. Um. The 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 natural call will be well. Yeah, go for so it. Go for it. Mm. But if you've listened to the Koreans, they've basically said they're waiting to exploit spaces at the back. Mm. Which yes. means they want us to so run and then because they are expecting that you are coming in with a rush of blood to your head, that I want to do something now. So they're looking to exploit it. And that. they'll give Son... You know, Son is the best with that kind of thing. Where yeah, but I'm just saying that it will be it will be quite expected that Ghana will go gangho, But it will not be a good approach.
4: Mm. I'm saying stick
10: with the defensive organization that we should... We're very organized, and I like that. Very. Yes. Stick with the defensive organization, but improve the attacking shape of the team. Okay. okay. Now, okay. if we are able to improve the attacking shape of the team... Okay. We are posing them problems up front. We are holding them back. Korea is not very potent. Should we let them come at us? No, 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 no. Korea is not very potent up front. We watched the game against Uruguay. Mm. Right? They had one shot. Oh, really? Yes, Yes. that was your The entire game. One shot.
7: They had one shot.
10: Some. That was one shot. Uruguay hits the bar a couple of times. So, if we are able to stay organized, they are not going to pose too much of a threat. Anyway, now we are organized, they are not posing a threat. We must also be able to do something. Now, that is where I'm saying we have to be sharp because the same level of defensive organization we've shown, they also have. This is a very good defensive Korean team. If you, uh, in the past 10 games that they've Mm -hmm. played, they have kept glitches like six or seven. Is Kudu's being played in the right place? Charlie, because the the guy's ability to dribble, Charlie. Depends on what uh, you want uh, to do, and so that's also the thing that Ghanaians like. Uh, we like, we like, we like, we like the oh, Kudu. Kudu. but as you do Kudus. it, I'm just saying he's the X Factor. Oh, my lord, he's the X Factor. Kali. He's the X Factor for us.
2: Yeah, I know Kudus. Yeah. Kudus, yeah, he's the X Factor. Kudus, I wanted to man. go and carry him on my head. <laughs> 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 if, if they say I should carry him, I'll carry him. Yeah, he's the X Factor you know, for the us. The way he's able to beat his man and run at peace, yeah. he does if, the ball progression. We had like, um, I forget this guy's name all the time, Kamal Dean. Mm-hmm. With him and they are running at the defense. Yes, they will be very. They are, they are menacing. All.
10: yes, they are. They but are But, very uh, but the, the headache for you, Dennis. Defensive. The, uh-huh. When because the assumption always is Ghana plays on the front foot. We, we are not ball dominant. We are not a yes. team that possesses the ball oh, 70%. Yes. If you are a team that possesses the ball 70%, 80% of the time, you can afford to take those kind of risks because they are always on yes. the ball. Yes. So you don't risk too much. And they don't
2: do good defensive work. Eh?
10: They will but stay focused but for but a long can't, time. Can't you, because you see, if you are playing on the break,
2: yeah. can't you have those guys and say, look, just stay behind the ball. The defender will lob it over
10: the high line, you run for it, and then you... Yeah, but I'm just saying that it's the awareness of it. Mm. Okay, Kudus is not designed for that. His skill is not defined. Yeah, he's not defined. Unleash him. He's not designed. For, yeah, let him do what he wants to do. And I think, um, in, after he settled, we started seeing what he was capable of: Charlie. the ball progression, Charlie, 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 uh, the take-ons, uh, the shooting, oh as well. He mm-hmm. gave us a fair shot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, what well, we, we need to encourage him to do that a lot more. Where did he come from? Right, right to that, dream. Right to dream. I hear he's a nimba boy. Yeah, yeah, oh, Nima lord. Lord. yeah. Nima boy. lord! Yeah, to the
2: world. Yeah.
10: Could do Yeah. Oh, could do. I just think he needs to be more efficient. Like yes. For the black stars.
7: I mean, for Alex, he's quite efficient.
10: Yes, because they play him very they high. They
7: play up. him very high. Up. How can we play him higher?
10: Because this is not Ajax. This is not. Uh, you, <laughs> it's very simple. You, you, you can't do a pattern. So, Argentina. tried it many <laughs> years ago. Because Ghana is not Ajax. Oh, <laughs> no, but could do. We don't <laughs> have I, the supporting I, you structure. Could yeah, uh, in, uh, in
20: terms
8: of
10: the the, the, quality, the quality of play around him to allow him to No, and even the system. You know, like the like party. I felt party was unfairly bashed after the game against. Why? No, people were like he doesn't step up you know, people expect to see Arsenal party. And we've had moments where... Why when can we, we get Arsenal party with this one?
7: Because you don't have Shaka. You don't, you Saka, don't you don't have Radic, Odegaard. You don't have Odegaard, you, you don't have uh, these see, kinds of players to allow him... Arsenal is
10: a team that is designed, they can play the way they play with their eyes closed. Okay. The passing, you know. No, so no. he knows where to put the ball, he knows the run guy will make exactly make we don't music. play like that. Ah.
7: And and his uh, his ability to step up and score those killers from outside the box is not by it's not by, th- by luck. They designed the play but to allow him to I was show worried up
2: about there. in the oh, first yeah, game. Man. The the Portuguese pressed us a lot in the first so whilst mm. they were they kept the possession and while we kept they pressed us a lot. We didn't have a lot of time on the ball for the first like forty I'm minutes. I'm
10: actually writing a, my what? match preview what, what, what and I'm 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 seeing one of the main point i'm saying is that beware the press
2: but but the portuguese tired though you notice that yes because of the of koreans the press uh-huh. but the koreans will by, by the by the 50s by from the 50th minute going yes the portuguese have decided that, that they do not do this pressing it's not helping them
10: no I, I also part of the strategy in the sense that they were not finding the spaces in the middle so, that they want they to to attack them. so you come and then they'll start finding the space behind mm-hmm. you that's how come they scored oh Sky Jesse has come yes home. yes, <laughs> yes <laughs> my is it yes, from yes Jukangar?
2: yes yes okay. yes I'll yes, be with you later yes against all the <laughs> so you're saying that the, the, the Portuguese
10: backing off was not necessarily tiredness could also, could, also be, could also be they wanted us to open up now come every, out yeah, yeah.
7: and that's how come in that chaotic spell they scored twice because then the chaos was what they wanted
10: the game had opened up the band. game had opened up I get, and against Korea today honestly I, I just feel we should be patient uh, we should be a bit more direct,
2: mm-hmm.
10: but we should also take care of the ball better mm-hmm.
2: yeah, we than we did. We lost the ball too we many, ball too too many too times. Many time, yeah.
10: And that will require people like uh, Samet to be a bit more. He should take care of the ball better. Mm-hmm. Partied. Partied has to, takes Andre,
7: Kudus, has to has to, especially because
10: better. he'll get a lot of the ball. Because he's the focus of the team's attack oh, so right. he needs and to take better when care you of lose the
2: ball, the ball there is, i notice the transitions are now they in yeah, yeah, they're in oh, really the two quick. goals they scored the the second and the third two goal it, it, was the, it was that it was in transition mm-hmm. do you know why they
7: didn't they didn't yes ball. it's because teams are in transition everybody has left their position so when the play breaks down you yeah. are we can't don't re- know you break. don't know you can't recover yes so when we lost that ball jordan lost that ball i remember five all over i remember 5 6 years ago in one of the uefa
10: Technical uh,
7: reports the technical no. that from the champions Jose Mourinho kept saying that it will get to a point where that's the only way, the way transition can. is the only way to score yeah,
10: because everybody's so organized. It's organized. Did you watch Croatia yesterday. They, I'm sure the coach was watching Canada, was like, Oh, these people, <laughs> <laughs> like it's like they have brought themselves <laughs> to the <this> abattoir. <laughs> cut my head. <laughs> this was my father and son, yeah, yeah. cut yeah. my head. No, it was like the they played right into the house of Croatia, yeah,
2: like it was so obvious but, for, for, but it's because Canada's football culture is low. You yeah, what is was to say to It's the World Cup
10: They play ice hockey Master, if you score one close Naive it is They are play like They play basketball yeah. You shoot, I shoot <laughs> You shoot, I shoot yeah, Against yeah. Croatia <laughs> Where
2: Alfonso celebrated His first goal <laughs> So,
10: prediction
2: hmm. Hmm. I, What is your prediction? Me? Yes <laughs> I think we will win A narrow victory
7: You w- we'll
10: win narrow Oh, is that 1-0 right?
2: or 2-1 Yes, I, I think we will win 2-0 um, 2-0 two two yeah,
8: Okay,
2: zero. we'll see You?
7: One 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 nil one one of Ghana. Ghana.
2: One nil. <laughs> <laughs> I don't say that draw. No, it's not, <laughs> think we
7: we'll win. I don't think we will win. And I and I get him when he. No,
2: wins. I go with your heart, not your head. When you say we, we I don't uh, think we will win. Why? Why are you doing it? Stop that! I'm,
10: no, I don't get. But doesn't pay me to tell people what they want to, yeah, they yeah, want yeah, to yeah. get no, you you think you think It will be a tough game. No, no, no. It will be a very hard game. My heart Ghana wins comfortably that's what people want to hear
7: By yeah. your head
10: I'm confused in my head <laughs> <laughs> I bind right. you I bind you I bind
20: you
2: Well, <laughs> if you're a Ghanaian business operating the manufacturing and agro food processing industry or you're looking for a chance to expand your capacity and scale up your business there's great news for you over 20 Italian companies are scheduled to take part In the Plast Print Park and Agro-Food West West Africa Exhibition Comes off 29th November to 1st December At the Accra International Conference Centre Visit the Italian Pavilion to meet and strike business partnerships To help grow your business
5: (laughs) Meanwhile this World Cup
2: season Don't just cheer and walk away without getting anything Channel your passion and football knowledge into good use And drive home a brand new Peugeot Land Trek Pickup Katie Silverstar Auto Go to Ghana Win 2022 via... GraphicWin2022.com. Read questions and send answers to score points. Now, there are prizes for the five highest daily winners, mm. the three highest weekly winners, and the two highest monthly winners. Mm-hmm. The overall accumulated score gets to drive home a brand new Peugeot Trek pickup from Silver Star Auto.
20: Mm.
2: Visit our social media for more information. This promo is sanctioned by Gaming Commission of Ghana and all proceeds donated to charity Peugeot from Silver Star
7: Auto company mm. now the heritage christian college is located at amasaman behind the olympic stadium is affiliated to knust and accredited by gtech they have bba programs bsc information technology bachelor of theology tutorials and professional programs they also have media and it short courses you can enter using wasi abce gbce HND diploma top up mature twenty five years or above. Call them on zero five four seven triple seven seven three one or zero two zero two two nine eight three nine nine. Heritage Christian College offering world class university education and training compassionate entrepreneurial leaders. Losing a loved one stops you in your tracks and leaves you shaken. But in these tough times, you can count on the Lashibi Funeral Homes and Crematorium. They have twenty one years of experience, so they know what they are doing. They'll give. you you A great service, take care of your needs and give your loved ones a dignified farewell. Contact them on 0509 or email info at lashibifuneralhomes.com. You can also visit lashibifuneralhomes.com for more info. Lashibifuneralhomes and crematorium, dignity for the deceased, comfort for the bereaved. This still the city breakfast show. We'll take a quick break when we come back. We we'll give you the November serving of. Tech Monday. Remember, air Tech Monday is a platform for air tech entrepreneurs, education stakeholders, and government reps to facilitate critical conversations on the use of technology for teaching and learning. is an initiative of the Mastercard Foundation's Regional Center for Innovative Teaching and Learning in ICT, and it happens every last Monday of every month. Remember, it's a partnership between the Mastercard Foundation and West Africa. You can catch the show live on the City Breakfast Show. And watch live via City FM's Facebook page, City 97.3 FM or Mest Africa. We'll be right back after this break. Don't go anywhere.
6: This is the city breakfast show the city's biggest conversation the city breakfast show rise above the noise
7: Welcome, November 28, 2022, welcome to this month's edition of A Tech Monday. Now, EdTech Monday is a platform for EdTech entrepreneurs, education stakeholders, and government representatives to facilitate critical conversations on the use of technology for teaching and learning. And the show is an initiative of the MasterCard Foundation's Regional Center for Innovative Teaching and Learning in ICT and is part of the foundation's strategy to find solutions to Africa's youth employment by closing the gap in access to quality education and advance the integration of technology in education policies and practices across Africa. Now, remember that the MasterCard Foundation is helping bring you a tech Monday and has partnered with mess Africa to bring you a tech Monday airing on the last Friday of every month now a Tech Monday built on the foundations on the foundation's young Africa work strategy in Ghana with the vision of harnessing opportunities to shape the future of work and to create an inclusive economy with enhanced resilience for young people and the most vulnerable especially women by 2030. My name is Nathan Kwai. I'm your moderator for the session. Now, today we are talking about EdTech, or talking on the topic EdTech as an enabler of education for learners living with disability. Now, the World Health Organization approximates that there are over 400 million children living in Africa with about 10 to 15% of uh, school-going age living with a disability. The World Bank report, in addition, states that less than 10% of all children with disabilities under the age of 14 attend school in Africa. Now, we do know that disability is one of the most serious barriers to education across the globe. Nevertheless, EdTech is proving to be an enabler uh, to access... So, education for all, including learners with disabilities. So, today we are going to talk about how tech can be used to increase access to education for learners with various disabilities. And I've been joined by some wonderful guests who really, really know the topic and will provide great insight to the issue. First, I have Rose Fusuhima Dako, National Inclusive Education Coordinator at the Special Education Division, SPED, of the Ghana Education Service. Now, um, Madam Dako is... Uh, uh, like I said national inclusive education coordinator and she has a specialty in both education for the hearing impaired and inclusive education and as a national IE coordinator um, she coordinates the national IE program at the national and sub national sectors and she liaises with international and local bodies to promote IE activities in Ghana and across the sub region to support education for all Madam Rose if you can hear me good morning welcome to EdTech Monday Hello Rose, can you hear me?
19: Good morning, happy to be your guest.
7: Thank you so, so much, thank you so much. Uh, my second guest is Derek Omari, CEO of Tech Era. Now, Derek is a social entrepreneur who builds accessible hardware and software products to bridge accessibility gaps in education and social inclusion for persons with disabilities. He's currently working as the national consultant for the United Nations on Disability and is a certified Google Chrome Accessibility Expert and appointed as the country rep to join the Global 40 Accessibility Expert member network of the Global Initiative for Inclusive ICTs. Derek, if you can hear me, good morning. Welcome to ETEC Monday
1: good morning Uh, thank you for coming
7: great great my final panelist is farid ibrahim gombela he's a um, digital skills trainer and professional social worker with the social welfare department at the Crow Municipal Assembly has a BA in political science and philosophy from the University of Ghana and an MSc in violence, conflict, and development from uh, the University of London. And as an individual living with visual impairments, Farouk or Farid, sorry, strongly appreciates the value of technology in enhancing the educational life of persons with disability, as he's also benefited from the same throughout his educational journey. Farid, if you can hear me, good morning. Welcome to EdTech Monday. Recording in progress.
15: Good morning, Nathan. It's a pleasure to be here.
7: Thank you so, so much uh, for joining us. And it's a pleasure having all of you on this edition of EdTech Monday on on. And we are live, if you don't know, we are live on city ninety seven point three fm's facebook page and we are live on west africa's facebook page as well let's 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 begin now. I, I shared some stats earlier concerning children with this um, rose and Derek, let me take your thoughts on the extent of inequities and um, um, unfulfilled rights of children with disabilities in Ghana. And what kind of educational facilities there are or are not available to support their education? Rose and Derek. All
1: right. I think maybe uh, Madam Rose should start um, since she represents the government. um,
7: Thank um. you. Okay. Okay. I
19: don't know which of us is going first.
7: Rose, you can go first. You can go first.
19: (laughs) Okay. Thank you so much. I'm highly delighted to be part of your program yeah we are the ghana education service under the ministry hello
7: we can hear you rose please go ahead we can hear you
19: okay thank you very much i'm highly delighted to be part of this program we are the ghana education service and the special education division we are poised to see to it that Children with disabilities in our country are trained, educated, so that they can live as independent human beings in their adulthood. So nothing will gladden our hearts to see all these children in schools. Mm. And provisions have been made by the government to provide education for all categories of children with disabilities. The only problem we have is that we do not have this information deep down into the last person in our society. And coupled with our misconception about disability and education and training, we sometimes, as a people, do not feel like letting our children be in school. Notwithstanding that, we in the government are working hard to support parents and families to educate these children. In our system currently, we have the one that we call segregated schools in place, which will soon face out because of inclusive education. And we do have inclusive education also being implemented with a well-developed policy, a framework that directs us as to what we need to do in educating our children. So all this in place, we are looking forward for the society and families to bring the children to school. For now, I can confidently say that Access to education by children with disability is very easy and open. All that we need to know is what is the condition that our child or our uh, world is in because for us now currently, what we are practicing, even though we are doing inclusion, we looking at uh, limited resources that we have, we do include or mainstream, those within the mild to moderate, those severe are currently still in the special schools. We have 28 special boarding schools across the country.
5: Mm.
19: We have two main schools for the visually impaired one in the Upper West and one in the Eastern region. Then we have four integrated schools for the visually impaired. We also have 13 schools for the deaf across the country, basic schools, one (laughs) secondary SHS for the deaf, only for the deaf. Then we have one integrated secondary school for the deaf. Then we have 12 schools for the intellectual and developmental disabilities. Aside this, all children, all categories, especially the physically challenged ones, can also be enrolled, and the mild to moderate visually and hearing impaired can also be enrolled in all basic schools, all category of schools, across the country, with support from the schools. So currently, this is the provisions we have to educate our children in terms of access to education. Thank Mm -hmm. you. I'll hold my brief now and wait for my turn later. Thank you so much.
7: All right, Rose, thank you so much. Um, Derek, um, your your take on this. um, Yeah, thank you.
1: Thank you so much. And thank you, Madam Rose, for providing um, that background on inclusive education in Ghana. I was very happy when you said that the, um, the Ministry of Education and G.S. is really working towards moving away from segregated in- education to inclusive education. And it sounds like everything seems to be in the right direction. Um, but from my little experience in the space, we cannot ignore the fact that uh, many children with disabilities are still out of school. Um, I mean, the last time I engaged with the Inclusive Education Coordination Office, and the former coordinator she did a presentation and mentioned that about 88% of children with disabilities are still out of school, maybe this is wrong. But and the UN states that, that, that about one in three children in Ghana, Ghana with disabilities, disabilities are still are out of us. school. And we, Tech Era, did our own um, little research and realized that out of all the mothers we spoke to, for every five children, three of them are out of school. Um, maybe the data I have is and but I still appreciate and I, I recognize that the government has done a lot to one um, implement the inclusive education policy, but we should still be aware of the several challenges that um, persons with disabilities continue to face in school. Yes, um, there are great, um, they, are, they are piloting the inclusive education model, but currently blind students don't learn science and maths in senior high school and university, and you cannot ignore that, and that is severe, you know. And, and besides that, many parents who are mostly mothers, of, of children with disabilities because most of them are single parents Mm. are struggling to be able to cater for their children or to even send them to school because they have to now struggle to take their children to school because of um, inaccessible transport systems. Schools, mostly government schools complain of the fact that they they are not well resourced with good teachers to be able to support the children. I know of um, the special matters inclusive um, initiative where they actually fund or support the Madden demonstration school to have and, and like a special class, you know. So the challenges are there. Yes, we've made progress, but in education, especially inclusive education, Ghana has a long way to go. And, and I just wanted to mention that.
7: Okay. All right. Thank you so much, um, Derek Farid. Let me bring you in. Um, what has been your journey to um, access um, equitable, uh, equitable education? And what are some of the key things you have learned? And what are some of the key things you will recommend? to be incorporated into the educational system to enable learners with disability not only get access, but also improve on their skills and and what they learn and how they learn in in school.
15: Okay, thank you very much, Nathan. Um, I hope you can hear me.
7: Yes, 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 I can. I can.
15: Okay. So, um, well, my journey has been in uh, multiple phases, I would say. Um, As someone who grew up with a visual impairment in, in Ghana... Um, my first uh, introduction to education was really through Braille, the use of Braille. So in the early stages, I didn't have access to any kind of educational technology until I got to JHS, where I was introduced to the computer together with some of my colleagues. But strangely enough, we were only given a cursory introduction to the use of computers. We were not allowed to explore Floor, like other kids do, you know, in other parts of the world. And from there, I moved on to the senior high school where it was a lot more tech-centered. But even then, we're still not using computers, you know, in our exams and, you know, uh, interim assessments. Unlike in the University of Ghana, where it was more uh, tech-focused because uh, students with visual impairment, especially were encouraged to use more of the computer for our everyday assignments, our interim assessments and exams. And for me, in doing my master's in the UK, my tech background or my knowledge in using technology was very instrumental in helping me scale through, you know, some of the difficulties I encountered, especially with doing my own research, downloading my own books. Um, you know, converting my own documents and stuff like that. So for me, one of the biggest lessons I would say is the fact that we should implement these, you know, ed, um, ed tech policies from the very beginning. And um, that for me has been the biggest challenge. Sometimes we might have the computers there. We might have some of the technologies available. We might even have an inclusive, you know, policy that sets out, um, a step by step delivery of how things should be done, mm. but even the people on the ground don't have the training to be able to teach persons with disability. And I'm not just focusing on the visually impaired. I'm also looking at the hearing impaired, the physically challenged who also have issues with physical access to, you know, some of these classrooms and some of these IT centers that creates a problem that becomes counteractive. We can't pursue an um, inclusive you know, policy without thinking about one physical access and, again, how the technology itself is accessible. We have a number of, you know, um, IT labs in our schools across the country, but how many of these schools have the simple screen reader softwares for persons with visual impairment who may want to attend these schools? How many of these teachers in the schools are trained to be able to accommodate persons with you know, different forms of disabilities to be able to teach them. And I like it when Madam Rose said that we are moving away from the segregated system to a more inclusive society where, as a visually impaired living in Accra, I don't have to travel all the way to the eastern region or the northern region just to access education. So for me, this has been my experience, and I feel that if we are implementing these policies from the very beginning, if you introduce kids to technology and allow them to fully explore the, 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 the you know, various technologies available, kids with disability and persons with disability in general would you know, be the better for it. Thank you.
7: Mm, Far- Farid, thank you so, so much. Interesting thoughts there. Uh, Rose, let me bring you um, back in. Um, what more do you think can be done to ensure that children with disabilities are more included when we are um, building equitable and more inclusive societies and, and what else can be done to ensure that these children with disabilities have access to lives they deem as dignified and fulfilling? Hello, Rose, can you hear me? Hello, Rose, can you hear me? All right, I, I think Rose has an issue with um, her line. Uh, we'll get to her in a bit. Derek, if you can hear me, let's let's talk about etiquette. Oh, hello. Yes, Rose, can you hear me?
19: Yes, I can hear you. Yes. Yes, yes I was asked. Uh-huh. Yes. A quick one. Before I come to your question, yeah, Derek mentioned that her Special Mothers created a, a special class in Madina school. That is not correct. Uh, mm. The Madina School is one of our 23 unit schools. Schools that we, before we started inclusion, okay. we were looking at options to see how best we can get a lot of children being mainstream in the schools close by at the a convenient uh, way, and so we have 23. A unique school for the intellectual and developmental disabilities across mm. the country. Okay. And Medina Cluster of School is one of them. Okay. So they already have that. That school has been there for a long time. So okay. they only take children with uh, intellectual and developmental disabilities. Those categories. Okay. And these children are school there. They socialize with the other counterparts the regular counterparts and they play with them but they have special class where they are given special attention mm, thank you great, great thank you so much i think we are all uh, in the same boat going to the same destination we will all we are all we will all be happy if we have technology uh, being used by children with disability why am i saying that for instance If you take the visually impaired, as uh, Farid rightly said, if they are using technology, learning will be very, very easy for them. Currently, if you go to Kwapiman, they do not write Wasi with Braille. Okay. They write Wasi with computers. Mm. And we are looking forward, working hard, to see to how the other six, uh, five integrated schools, the SHS, will be able to use uh, computers to write WASI. That makes it very easy for WayEC and even those who are marking. And that is very excellent if we are using that. And so we are looking at how best we can get softwares for the schools, how best we can get the teachers who are training them Especially at the basic level, at the basic level, we have a lot of children being turned out into SHS. If hmm. we catch them young, they will be able to use it, and that will also improve the academic outcomes. And so that is what we are looking forward, and that is the the message we are always giving to partners who wants to help us. Currently, we because of inclusion, we have a lot of children with cerebral palsy uh, benefiting from education mm. in uh, various inclusive settings. And in, we go to most of our regular schools, you'll find these children there. Uh, sadly, some of these children, teachers don't even understand or know that these children, if they cannot grab pencil or pen, they can use computers to write. If one finger is trained or prepared for that. Hmm. So we are pushing forward to get them using laptops, tablets to ask their book right from KG to wherever they want. As I speak now, we've been able to secure some of these laptops and tablets to be distributed to these children in our schools across the country. Okay. Because if you have that, they will be able to write without using pen and paper. And I'm happy to tell you the general public that Waiyek is ready to support these children to use computers, to write WASI and BC. And we mm. have started doing that. So technology is what we need to direct our attention to if we really want to. And we are working, we in the ministry and Ghana education service are working hard to get all these children doing that. There was this issue of most of the children are not in school, they are at home. And I want to use this, your platform to inform everybody. If you are a family member, if you are a family with a child with disability, no matter the condition, Please your first thing is to get the medical report, to know what actually the condition is and the degree of that condition. Mm. And you can go to any of our district directorates, regional directories, or even our headquarters. If you come with your medical report, we are happy to help you and to direct you and give you the needed guidance so that that child will be enrolled in school. So oh. we want everybody to support okay. us in that direction okay. so that we'll be able to get all these children in school because if they are in school, they will learn to live independently. Mm.
7: Thank you. Thank you so, so much, Rose. Um, Derek, I was asking, uh, I wanted to ask you about the role edtech plays in all of this and what some of the tech interventions um, have done, especially the ones that have been successfully implemented in Ghana and in Africa um, what are some of those interventions and what can be done to increase the scale of these interventions so they can do far more than they are currently doing at, at the moment?
1: All right. Thank you so much, Nathan. Um, let me kind of define what EFTEC is in the context of inclusive education. Okay. And so when we think about EFTEC, we think that um, computers, but in the area of inclusive education, where we focus on ensuring that all learners with various disabilities can be able to have access to quality education, EdTech can be grouped into three categories of technologies. The first one is assistive technology. Um, assistive technologies are basically technologies that are explicitly designed to improve learning for students with disabilities and can allow them to communicate more effectively and participate in the learning activities. There are students who can never really learn in classrooms without assistive technology. For example, imagine all our, our books, which currently is, uh, most of the books in these inclusive schools or even in our in our subjects are printed. And, and because of that, without Braille devices and without a Braille copies of these textbooks that are crucial in learning, blind persons can never be able to access the information. And so I know that in some of the schools like the Coupon, there are some Braille devices that are able to convert books um, printed books into um, Braille so that blind persons can be able to have access. And also, if um, the books are not digital, blind persons will not be able to have, have access. But using assistive technology like um, screen readers and, and also um, speech-to-text, persons who are blind, persons who are deaf, and sometimes even assistive technologies like um, the AAC, which is the Alternative and augmented, Augmentative Communication Tool, Persons who are deaf, persons with autism, persons who are blind can be able to learn effectively. The other type of assistive technology, um, other type of edtech, is the accessible technology. Accessible technology basically means that technologies that are not necess- that are not necessarily designed for persons with disabilities, but can help persons with disabilities access information that will not be accessible. And, you know, and, and some of these technologies come with like inbuilt. Um, support for persons with disabilities. And so in designing educational solutions, we have to always think about how can we ensure that the educational solution we have designed is accessible. Once we say something is accessible, for example, the font um, is accessible, the font is not too small, the colors, the contrast is high, it's not low contrast, so that someone with um, maybe someone who is low vision or someone who has arthritis cannot be able to access the technology, right? And then the third one is the general-purpose technology, which is mostly what we talk about. So a lot of times Ghana just focuses on how do we provide the general-purpose technologies, provide the laptops, provide the computers, but we don't really mm-hmm. think about what softwares are on these machines and laptops and computers and how are they accessible to the children? And also what assistive technology tools should we provide? For example, talking calculators are crucial for to help blind persons learn maths. Recently, my organization provides the development of um, Braille Geometry to help blind students in junior high school to be able to follow the classroom learning and learning maths. Imagine a blind person using um, drawing, like geometry, shapes and things. It's totally impossible. Currently, There's nothing like that. And we designed that solution. I mean, we have also designed solutions that help um, hearing impaired persons to be able to um, receive instruction via captions. Because sign language interpreters are very expensive. And the GS cannot provide sign language interpreters in all inclusive classrooms. It's totally impossible. And we have developed um, learning management software that when the students have in their classroom, anything with justice, they can read it on their computers. We have also developed learning management software for blind persons, who which, which can help them prepare adequately for WASI. Because currently, blind students, for them to prepare for WASI, usually most of us prepare for WASI using past sheets. But for blind students, their colleagues have to read to them. And will you always have your colleagues be with you, sit by you, and read through the past questions? We have designed a very accessible platform that helps these learners to be critically prepared for for WASSCE and other things. I mean, there are so many technologies, but there are several challenges that has prevented the scale of these technologies. Currently, I can confidently say that in Ghana, what we are mostly used to is setting up ICT labs, like Farid said, we have not mainstreamed ICT, digital technology, in the classrooms. Mm. And so aside from students going to ICT labs to learn, it's, it's like they, they do not use it in their daily learning, and that, that is a big barrier. Okay. And um, besides that, there is very, very little um, investment in the space for the development of edtech. You know, there is no policy on who is supposed to source edtech for children with disabilities. There is no clear guidelines there. And so, These make it very, very challenging to be able to, even if you come up with a solution, to even scale it across the schools. And so these are some of the challenges we currently face in Ghana and across Africa.
7: Mm. Thank you so, so much. Um, Derek, stay with me. Uh, Rose, I'll bring you in. Uh, I want the two of you to talk to me um, in a minute or so about, about policy and what policies are in place to ensure EdTech um, innovation support equitable learning solutions for learners with disabilities. So maybe, Derek, you can answer your part and then Rose can answer hers. Um, let, let's try and, and, and you know, in, in a minute, just give us your, your answers. So I think, think, think policy
1: is crucial. Okay. Uh, I mean, when we look at the UNCRPD Article 24, it talks about the fact that all learners should be able to have access to inclusive education. And we cannot ignore that technology as a key role. I mean, we've seen different countries like Rwanda implement the ICT in education policy that ensures that when we talk about ICT, no one is left behind. When we talk about ICT, it is part of the learning, right? And I think we have a long way to go. So I myself am eager to hear whether the Ministry of Education or the GDS has a clear policy on how ICT should be deployed, especially to children with disabilities. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to what Madame Rose has to say on that. Mm. Rose, okay. yes.
19: Okay, thank you, Derek, and thank you for your brilliant ideas. And I think we, we, when we work together, we'll be able to achieve all. But for a policy direction, if you look at our 2015 inclusive education policy, uh, we made provision for assistive uh, technology, assistive devices being used by children, but it was not that loud. Okay. The review, the policy that we are reviewing now, currently the review one has made provision for assistive technology, all the things that Derek were, uh, was mentioning are all in our plans so that we can support that. So the new, uh, the revised version of the policy will come out with that, that, in that policy, it is loud and clear that we really need assistive technology to support our children's education. Mm. Thank you.
7: Thank you so, so much. Farid, let let me bring you back in. Um, Is there a need for more policy interventions to enable learners with disability or is it a challenge with implementation?
15: Okay, um, Nathan, I think it's more of a challenge. Well, so it's an expansion of the scope in the policies that we have. And I'm glad to hear that um, Madam Rose, I'm glad to hear Madam Rose tell us that they are doing a review of the inclusive education policy. Because like she said, the focus on ICT and accessibility was not intense. It was just limited. It was, I mean, the policy was more generalized. So it would be great if a revised policy would place a lot more focus on how we can mainstream technology right from the very beginning. So for me, it's more of expanding the scope of the existing policies and implementing it. I mean, the policy, even as it exists now, has a four-year, it had a four to five-year implementation or roadmap. Um, I'm curious to know how much of that roadmap has been achieved because... It had a year-on-year, you know, deliverables or things that needed to be done to ensure that by 2019, 2020, we had gotten somewhere. But unfortunately, we still see a lot of the problems in terms of physical access, in terms of materials, availability of materials, resources, in terms of even software, you know, on some of the computers and other devices provided. In fact, some of the devices that we have are just, you know, sitting, I mean, I just turned into white elephants because we don't have enough of them to be able to give, you know, students with disability the opportunity to really learn these devices. And I'm talking about, for example, the Braille display, the Pell camera, and some of these other technologies that places like the University of Ghana have been able to procure through, you know, private support, but are not able to fully implement because they are not enough. If you you know don't handle the few you have it might cost a lot of problems so I'm, I'm thinking that the policy should be a lot more expansive and should delve more into the benefits or the impact of it on learning with you know learners with disability thank you all
7: right Fry, uh, Fry, just just stay with me uh, let's uh, quickly tell us your experience in using edtech for learning and whether or not it made it easier or, or, or tougher <laughs> in, in a few words
15: It definitely made it easier. It definitely made it easier because, like I said, and, you know, the technologies that we have available have made it possible for me as a visually impaired student to be able to go online, do my own research and access my own information, download my books, you know, especially during my master's in the UK. Because there I had the library support and all of that. But to be able to keep within the time and within the constraints of my program, I had to do my research on my own. And if I didn't have the basic IT skills, it would have been difficult. And nowadays we have technologies. I mean, one of my most exciting moments is to be able to get even a hard copy text let's say, a book which is hard copy, Mm. and I use my phone through a software called the Scene AI or the Kibo on, you know, Scene AI on Apple devices and Kibo on Android devices to be able to read hard copy text. You know, it scans the page and reads it for me. So it makes, definitely, technology has made things a lot more easier for, you know, visually impaired individuals. But the question is, how many people have that opportunity okay. to be able to use these technologies? and I'm sad to say that some of my friends are a bit reluctant to fully migrate towards you know using technology because they haven't used it from the beginning and there's always that fear that if I use you know um, th- these technologies, how is it going to affect my academic performance because I'm used to my old ways, which is the braille. so that is also a challenge and the other challenge I'll say is, Some of these softwares, because they are also licensed softwares like the JAWS, you know, institutions need to purchase them Mm. to make it easier for the students or, you know, in that institution to use them. So for me, if we are able to put some of these things in place, definitely it has benefited me and I'm sure it will benefit a lot more people. Thank Mm.
7: you. Right. Thank you so, so much. Um, Derek, uh, your thoughts on what, on the role tech can play um, in enabling learners with disabilities to overcome barriers to um, accessing education,
1: I, I thank you, Nita, and I think that EdTech plays a critical role, especially in, in today's time, especially when even COVID came in. A lot of children with disabilities um, face several challenges because they cannot be in classroom. So, how do these children learn? You know, one, I want to um, talk about three main points. One, EdTech and shows that children can learn on their own and it, it facilitates self led learning. Um, why? Because the goal is to ensure that these children are independent and, and reduce the external support that they will have. And the only way to do that is using it. And I can give you an example. For example, in Tunisia, um, children with dyslexia improve their reading, writing, and comprehension used by themselves using a mobile app and text out letters. And Mm, using this, they can study on their own. And so if we ever face a situation like COVID, children with disabilities can just go on a mobile app and then have some tactile letters that they can use to learn how to read, learn how to um, write, learn basic comprehension. And so edtech is very crucial. The second thing is edtech improves instruction in schools. You know, there are so many barriers to teaching and learning in our classrooms that only edtech can be able to reduce. For example, how does um, a hearing impaired in, a, in an inclusive class follow the clear instruction of a teacher who, who does not understand sign language, you know, without having to incur an additional cost to have sign language in the class? The only way is to use a computer that has a speech text so that the students can be able to follow the leader. You know, and sometimes even students can remotely join classrooms through a and do not have to be present in the class because there are so many societal barriers like transportation, like building. You know, there are so many schools that are still having issues with physical accessibility. You know, and the only way to cross that bridge is through edtech. tech. And the last thing I want to talk about is edtech has has the power to improve the behavior of students. And, you know, and in education, you're not only looking at the academic progress, but you're also looking at the personal improvement, the personal professional progress of the student. You know, and um, there are places where ethics has been used, like in schools in, I think, in Iran, ethic has been used to improve um, the hygiene, health of hard-of-hearing students through educational videos, you know, so, and specific depth animation, so we create animated videos in a way that deaf students can be able to follow. And I want to just sound, imagine, during the COVID-19, one thing that really struck me was how the society never really looked at the accessibility of the information that we pass across. So because of that, there were so many persons with disabilities who had no idea that we were, we were in crisis. COVID nineteen had happened, and they had to take certain measures to protect themselves. And because of that, persons with disabilities were more open to getting COVID than anyone else. You know, so how do we think about more accessible ways? And EdTech is the only way that we can create more accessible content and be able to educate our our our
7: students and schools. So
1: mm-hmm. these are the
7: three key points. I mean, there are several other benefits. Okay. Okay, Derek, thank you so, so much. Uh, If if you just tuned in, you're listening to the November edition of EdTech Monday on City 97.3 FM's Facebook page and on Mest Africa's Facebook page. Uh, This month, we are talking about EdTech as an enabler of education for learners living with disabilities. And I've been speaking to... Um, Rose Ofozuhema Dako, National Inclusive Education Coordinator at the Special Education Division of the Ghana Education Service. I also have Derek Omari CEO of Tech Era, and I have Farid Ibrahim Gombela, he's a digital skills trainer and professional social worker with the Social Welfare Department at the Kroo Municipal Assembly. Um, all right, let's uh, let's get to the final bits of our conversation. Um, Derek, let's talk about systemic changes that need to take place so that EdTech for learners uh, with disabilities can be effective, sustainable, and can achieve positive educational outcomes. Thank you, and This is
1: a very important question. And, you know, earlier we were talking about what policies um, are, does the government have to ensure that EdTech is, is a key um, factor in education, for a systemic change that can really make a dent in the education of children with disabilities we need to have a clear strategy and national guideline on how do we source edtech in schools how do we develop edtech because we don't always have to get um, a foreign technology the problems that students with disabilities face in ghana are very very um, um are, are unique and so we need to be able to develop local solutions for the for the students in the classroom because of how we teach students in schools here and more importantly, how do we scale a tech so that every child, every student, no matter the disability, can have technology to be able to overcome the several barriers that exist? And this is a very important strategy and guideline that we need to develop. Secondly, we need to make innovation in Ghana easy. There are so many innovators. I mean, with my organization, tech Era, we have trained over 15 um, assisted technology innovators. And we have come up with several innovations that are sitting on the shelf. Because it's very expensive to be able to innovate. For you to import, especially when you are doing hardware innovation, it takes a very long time, three to four years, to be able to innovate. I mean, we have created um real calculators. We have created um pencil holders. We have created um, real geometry. Many, many other innovations that are still sitting on the shelf because it's just very expensive to scale. And also, unfortunately, the beneficiaries usually cannot pay Persons with disabilities are one of the most vulnerable or the UN states that they are one of the most marginalized or the poorest of poorest in our our, our communities. And most of times they cannot pay for the services, they cannot pay for the products. And so how do you get an investor to think long-term investment, think long-term sustainable financing? And so the government needs to create an enabling environment to one, foster innovation of education technology for persons with disabilities by creating some form of like maybe exemptions for local innovators who are focusing on this area or attracting investors to think long term and giving them very, very favorable benefits so that they Mm -hmm. can be able to stay up innovation in the space. And I think the last thing is we need to really move away from the charity model of disability to thinking more about the social model of disability. What do I mean by this? A lot of times when we think as... When we think about disability as private sector, as uh, organizations, we only think about giving, you know, about sympathy, about sharing food and sharing money. But we really, really need to move from there and think about how do we create a society that is enabling? Okay. How do we create a society that is accessible? By investing the charity, the money and the resources we would have just given in a short time into important investments in education technology, important investment in building infrastructure, building the technology, the resource, the research, so that we can be able to build long-term solutions that can change the lives of persons with disabilities. Imagine Paris didn't have access to um, education, technology. Imagine not being able to use technology in school. How would he have even applied for his master's in the UK? Mm -hmm. And there are so many children, not only blind, not only deaf, There are many children with intellectual disabilities, many children with cerebral palsy, autism, Down syndrome, who still don't know what to do because the teachers see them as a barrier because there is no technology that can be able to facilitate learning. And so we really need to think about reframing how we approach disability. And lastly, we we need to implement what I call the Accessibility Act. Currently, a lot of the new sites, a lot of the information centers, a lot of websites that we have in, about 95% of them are not accessible. And so if there is important information for a student with disability to be able to learn, even if they have the bill or they have a laptop with a speech software and they go on there, they simply can't use it because their websites are not accessible. And so the government needs to be able to implement a policy that ensures that all government websites all key public service websites, like the media, is accessible because information is crucial for learning. And so if a student cannot access information, that is problematic. And so these are key systematic changes that I believe that needs
7: to take place to be able to move edtech in our schools forward. All right, Derek, thank you so, so much. Farid, um, let me ask you what you think needs to be done going forward to ensure that edtech facilities, uh, um makes uh, access easier to quality um, education for learners with disability i can
15: not hear me
7: hello can you hear me farid hello farid can you hear me okay we'll, we'll try and see if we can get uh farid's line uh rose let me bring you in if you can hear me um Talk to me about the skills, knowledge, and uh, the capacities that need to be developed and sustained for the successful adoption and implementation of um, EdTech for learners. With um, yes, Far- uh, Farid, you are back on. Can you hear me?
15: Yes, okay, yeah, I can hear you now.
7: Wonderful. So in, in oh, a minute so, or two, uh, I just wanted to find out what you, you thought had to be done going forward to ensure that there's um, easy access to EdTech facilities for learners with disabilities.
15: I think Derek has largely touched on a lot of those, okay. um, you know, initiatives or, or, you know, broad government policies that need to be done. I think that, I mean, chief among them, I would, one, one thing I would say is that we need to encourage more students with disability to, you know, take IT seriously. It needs to be a national policy just beyond, even beyond learners with disability so that learners with disability themselves can also feed into that, that atmosphere mm. of edtech. Mm-hmm. I think another thing to do is to create the avenue for people to, to be able to create some of these technologies locally. Um, Derek's organization, for example, Tech Era, is doing amazing in that field. And there is also the Inclusive Tech Group, which creates a platform for individuals to collaborate with persons with disability mm. to develop mm-hmm. um, disability-related technologies and you know that coincidentally is happening this week from tomorrow so i i feel that with initiatives like this that are centered on ensuring that persons with disability have access to the technology and are involved in the process of you know creating these technologies it will help us you know you know feel a lot more included i think the other thing to note is that um the, the policies that are developed should be communicated we have a nice policy that, you know, might touch on some of these tech, you know, related initiatives, but how many persons with disability are even aware of these opportunities? That for me is one of the biggest problems in, 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 this country. We might have some of these solutions available, but they are not communicated for people to fully understand them. So I feel that if these things are done, it would, you know, create a better platform for persons with disability to access you know, edtech related facilities.
7: Uh, thank you. Mm, Farid, thank you so, so much. Um, Rose, um, um, let's talk about the skills, knowledge and capacities that need to be developed and sustained uh, for a successful adoption and implementation of edtech for learners with disabilities.
19: Thank you, Nathan. Uh, I am also very happy for, to hear from Derek and Farid Uh, especially, Derek, on what they are doing to promote ethics. You know that in the school, for a child to be educated is the teacher. The teacher is key. And so if the teacher's capacity is not built, the teacher will not be able to get the information and the skills down to the child. So we need to train teachers, build their capacity in technology and especially those that are suitable for inclusive settings so that we can support all our children. Secondly, we also need to get the information and the knowledge that we'll need concerning technology and its usage and its application. So we need skills, we need knowledge, and we need to, and because we are practicing inclusion, no teacher should be left out. We need to do all. We need to equip all of them, their skills. We also need to have these technologies available. If they are not available, they are not accessible, it's difficult to come by, then we will not get where we want to. All the brilliant ideas that we are talking about this morning. If we visit all our our policies and they are all written nicely designed, but people do not know. And we need to also use all platforms to educate to let people know, not only one person or only one institution, everybody should. Inclusion is for everybody and we need everybody on board. But we need to take critical look at our teachers, what we can do to support teachers so that the song we are singing, they will also be able to sing along with us. Other than that, we'll have all brilliant ideas and everything there, but we will not be able to achieve what we are looking forward for. Thank you. Mm,
7: Rose, thank you so, so much. Just hold on. The the question has come through, and it's directed to you. Um, Somebody, so a a message says, um, anytime you engage the GES, they say the same old story in terms of inclusive education. Uh, They can't do a lot about it with the nature of the classrooms and the class size in basic, one to JHS, even in SHS. So the person wants to find out what it is that uh, that, uh, GES is doing, looking at the current climate, classroom size, infrastructure, that kind of challenge. So how do we marry the two, the gap between putting the policy on paper and implementing it on the ground for people to benefit?
19: Thank you. You see, sometimes when I hear that then it seems like people do not want to appreciate the work that is being done. You see, we we had an intervention to support uh, children in the classrooms, Mm. and the intervention was not working well. And so we decided to take a research to find out why the intervention was not working. And so we decided to pick schools in remote areas schools with large class size, so that the argument that is coming up, large class size, remote, this and that, what? Because the intervention is on inclusive pedagogy. How do we use the inclusive pedagogy to help teachers, for, to support teachers in the classroom, so that children with disability, children struggling to learn, will benefit? Mm. Okay. And when we pick these schools, very deprived areas, with large class size and after we have trained the teachers and we have given them the needed coaching, mentoring and supervision, come and see. The teachers and the children were doing marvelously well. Even the classroom orientation, when we after training them when they went back to their classroom and they used the classroom orientation to run their class, we visited them and we, we had it in West Gonja and at West. when we visited, then one of the teachers said, "Oh, I taught my class; the children were many, but after doing this orientation in my class, I could not see the numbers in my class, mm. which means that it is a skill. Just going to the classroom to teach is not enough, but we need to go beyond that before." our schools will be able to work more. Okay. And so during that period of piloting and intervention, using that intervention, uh, that inclusive pedagogy, the teachers, the schools involved realized that the numbers was not a problem. Okay. The okay. problem was with how to manage the classroom. And classroom management is a skill that we need to have so that you'll be able to do that. Because you go to a school in some areas and they have only 15 children in the classroom, yet the children are not being able to learn because the appropriate pedagogy is not being enforced. Even there, they don't even have a child with disability. But ironically, we always look at those with physical conspicuous condition. But I tell you, Okay. Most of the children in our classrooms are all special needs. Okay, all right. All they right. need support. All right. So please, it is not about that. There is more to it than just providing the materials in the classroom. Mm. That's why I am hammering on it that the teacher is key. Is key. All right. If his capacity and skills and orientation. Because we need to also orient ourselves okay. to have a change of attitude towards certain things.
7: Okay, all right. That. All right, Rose, thank you, thank you, thank you so, so much. Uh, great points. That was uh, Rose of so Fosuhima Daku, National Inclusive Education Coordinator at the Special Education Division of the Ghana Education Service. I also had Derek Omari, CEO of Tech Era. And I had Farid Ibrahim Gombella. He's a digital skills trainer and professional social worker with the Social Welfare Department at the Krowa Municipal Assembly. They joined me on the November edition of EdTech Monday. And this month we're talking about EdTech as an enabler of education for learners living with disabilities. Remember that EdTech Monday is a platform for EdTech entrepreneurs, education stakeholders and government representatives to facilitate critical conversations on the use of technology for teaching and learning. My name is Nathan I brought you the session Many many thanks for listening If you watched via City FM's Facebook page Wonderful If you watched via Miss Africa's Facebook page Wonderful We'll be back with another session Be on the lookout for that